Sports Radio Network. About Sergio Garcia's meltdown, and I saw the number 13, and I just assumed that he melted down at the 13th, 13th hole. <laughs> like, I didn't assume that the Spanish son of a bitch would put a 13 up at one hole. Dude, like you and I played golf together I know. last we're, summer. We're, we're you, horrible. You and I didn't like. No, I get it. It's a different course. I, it is. I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I know, but still, you're a freaking professional. professional. You're the defending champion of the Masters. You put up a 13 on the par five 15th, and then know what the best is? Marenzi insulted you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna birdie the next hole. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he went from two. Our parlay is going down uh, in flames. He went from two over to ten over on one hole. And the thing is, so basically for this parlay, he's in. He's in now at nine. My over. parlay cam is like a house in Tonawanda, Buffalo. You're right. It's uh, on fire. It's on fire. You need water. But you know what? You know what? If I actually owned this building and this studio and stuff, I'd actually set it on fire like a resident of Buffalo for the insurance money. <laughs> we need the money. <laughs> insurance money. I swear to God, Cam, I'm not making this up. Years ago, I was living in a, in a beat-down part of Montreal. It's a great, 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 uh, great neighborhood. Uh, uh, St. Henry. Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nice Henry. and seedy there. Yeah, well, it's sort of like uh, the Parkdale. Of, it is. Uh, it's like, or... Uh, Sort of like, uh, you know, Brooklyn or the Bronx would have been before in the old days. Type oh, of it's deal. got character. It got character. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I used to spend all the time on my balcony drinking and, like, on the roof. And, like, good, just, just good, caught, good, yeah. good thing to do in that part yeah, of town. That's all anyone does, right? Drink on your porch. <laughs> or your stoop. Porch monkeys. Yeah, por- porch monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> porch monkeys. It's actually... It's actually an offensive term. No, but it's a term. The thing is, I'm saying, yeah, yeah we were porch monkeys. Yes. Like, we, yeah. we were, like, you know. Sort of like, it's like a porch monkey is basically somebody that you see every day. And, you know, a lot of, you know, working class neighbor, neighborhoods have them. You know, I'm not talking about upscale neighborhood, but, you know, Cam. Like, I'm sure, like, yeah. in, no, your, I, in your I, hood, buddy. there's a guy you're wondering. I don't know if this guy works. I, see I don't today. know what his deal is. Actually, but Gabe. He's sitting in a lawn chair. Like just you know, either in the front yard or the backyard or yep. on his on his stoop, just drinking. That's know what he does though. Twelve hours a day, yeah, oh yeah. every day. Know what though? Not on a stoop, and it's a group of them in the garage. In the gar- they do it in the garage. It's just they, oh yeah, always sucking back beers. Hey Cam, and I see them. They're watching TV. They put the cords out to the garage. They just sit and play cards. So what's and drink. the deal? Do they already have money? Are they retired? Are they just know. like living on the government? I they think, get like a senior check. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think they were rich in the Philippines, and somebody came <laughs> over in their family with a lot of money because it's a group of three guys, and they're, they're the best. There, they're playing cards. They the love watching boxing. They love violent <laughs> sports, cards, and afternoon drinking. Well, we'll get to some violent sports in a second. So, yeah, so speaking of the fires, so I'm living in this neighborhood, and there was this store. It was like a corner store, and I swear to God, Cam, like, on a daily basis, I noticed that the stock was getting, uh, you know, the shelves were getting barer. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, I, I said to the guy, I said, hey, what's your deal? You're closing down? What's going on, man? I said, you, you, you know, he's like, no, no, I'm not closing. Why? I said, I don't know, man. Your shelves are half empty. You don't have anything. And, and he's like, no, no, everything's fine. I swear to God, Cam, like three nights later, okay, it's like three in the morning, and I'm on my balcony, and I'm with a buddy, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, there's the guy, uh, there's the guy at the corner store. And I said, I said, something's going on there, man. You, you smelled something weird. I said, something's up there. <laughs> I saw the guy, Cam, coming out of the back. Yeah. What a freaking... Jerry can. A <laughs> he, had, can. he had a Jerry can. <laughs> no, 
You're a, wit- you're a material witness. And then lo and behold, the sirens and everything. And I was like, I freaking knew it. I knew it. He was getting it. He wasn't ordering new stuff. He was too obvious. Yeah. Like, if I caught on to this, how long would it take for some fire investigator or an insurance man to figure out, hey, listen, uh, Coca-Cola's telling us you didn't order anything <laughs> exactly. for the last six weeks. Pepsi right? Coke called. Yeah. It's been two months. You haven't paid any of your bills. <laughs> Where's the mountain? And suddenly your place is on fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I swear to God, Kim, I saw the stock going down, and then I saw the dude what a gas cat. Unbelievable. <laughs> like witness. You're a material witness to a to an arson. He got away with it. Did he just so he bolted? He just bolted after that guy. No, he didn't bolt. He yeah. got no. Like everybody thought it was uh Mechan- was, like uh, electrical. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's the thing. Like unless you're fire. But it was guy, a type of neighborhood where there were a lot of fires, yes. right? People it's sort of the last Dude. hope. It's like, listen, I got nothing, you know. Nothing's going my way. I'm on the verge of bankruptcy. You're right. I'm screwed. Let's torch the place. Arson is a Hail Mary. Like, it's basically, it's your, la- it's your last pass. <laughs> Arson's a Hail Mary. <laughs> it's true. Though. You, and you said it. In a bad neighborhood, they might have, like, bad electrical, too many plugs in one unit. It's the thing, man. Unless well, you've got a good fire you, guy, you can get away with stuff. I could tell you another hilarious story. I, I love your stories from Montreal. Uh, I know somebody. <laughs> I know this is this is our boy, T-Bone. All right, so... Uh, so basically, we know somebody who was sort of like living in a rural area, all right? And, uh, you know, long story short, they had a lot of cocaine in their place. Oh, okay. All right? So yeah. it's a rural area. And he basically saw them coming. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's in, you know, it's like in Montana. It's yeah. like he saw. Oh, you, you know when problems yeah, were coming. He's like, yeah. oh, God, here comes the D. Like, it was one of those. Yeah. Like, the cars were coming at a fast rate right towards him, and he knew. So he panicked. He's like, oh, God, God. So he's trying to, like, flush things. And Hail Mary time. Yeah. He was like, I don't have a choice right now. He torched the place. <laughs> there, was no, buddy. there was no time. There was no time. Like, to, to, there was no other option. It's actually pretty quick thinking, actually. It is. No, no yeah. but like, I, and he threw, pro- and he threw the product in the toilet no, too. No, he was oh, trying God. to. No, but he was trying to, and he realized I can't, I can't hide everything. I have no choice. So he started a fire, and you know what's hilarious? He said he was in court, and they had the evidence, and it was like a big brick of gook. <laughs> and they're like, "Your Honor, this was cocaine." <laughs> Until he started a fire, and they charged him with arson. Wow! And the agent told him to. He goes, you're a freaking idiot, man. Now we're going to charge you with arson. It's like, did he do hard time? He did like a couple of years. Oh, no, not wow. Unbelievable. That's a story. I didn't, I didn't even know that story. Yeah. We could go on with story time. The funniest thing is he has a buddy who was in jail. And you know who got, there was an MMA referee. Uh, the best one, Josh Rosenthal. Yep. Great referee. Great referee. He lets fights go. And there was a Brock Lesnar-Shane Carwin fight years ago. And I had like $4,500 on it, and I had $18 in my pocket. I'll never forget that fight. I would have been homeless. I was at the fight in Vegas, and Brock Lesnar was getting freaking killed in the first round. And a lot of people would have stopped it. But Rosenthal uh, let it go. Yep. So Josh Rosenthal was a UFC referee who got arrested because he had warehouses full of uh, marijuana. Oh, nice. He was growing weed and, like... Not just like a weed dispensary, though. Like he was part of a major, like you know, he was, trafficking. Uh, he was part yeah, of trafficking. Yeah. So UFC referee, he went to jail, and uh, 
Bad timing. Yeah, and our buddy told him in jail. He said, man, my buddy's won big money because you didn't stop that fight with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and everybody in jail, like, love Rosenthal. They're like, you're the best yeah. MMA referee, man. <laughs> like, Has that fight, you remember? Carwin was like, yeah, literally, Lesnar was, was like hanging out. No, that's the thing. Like, I can't believe, he just he just ran out of gas, and then Lesnar killed him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Carwin, he was a mean, mean man. All right, so we'll get to the Masters and all the updates. Uh, but... Um, speaking of which, and uh, the UFC, there's a pretty cool UFC card uh, this Saturday night in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, and uh, all hell is broken loose. And listen, a lot of people think, oh, you know what, this is good publicity. They're just trying to, this is WWE type of stuff. It's not WWE type no. of stuff. And in fact, uh, the NYPD right now has a warrant out for Conor McGregor's arrest. Now, we'll try to stay on top of this. It's obviously a fluid situation. It's got, it just happened a couple hours ago, so... I don't know if he's turned himself in. He doesn't seem like the type to turn himself in, though. He can't leave New York. No. He's got, like, a charter plane, and his plane's no. not allowed to leave. They got it. So yeah. they contacted. They said, no, you, the plane can't leave. The wheels are on bricks. He's not going anywhere. So they, they've, they've contacted yeah. the airport. He can't get on a plane and go back to Ireland right now. Now, what happened, obviously, um, you know, we've got uh, Habib is fighting. Now, Habib and Connor have quite a rivalry going, but it's not really a rivalry because Connor just talks shit on Twitter and uh, refuses to fight him in the octagon. Yep. So Connor McGregor's sort of been um, disappeared next to pissing off the Irish mob and, uh, and hanging out with a pop star who's not his girlfriend slash wife. So, he's, you know, the dude's a clown. He's spending his money after the Floyd stuff, but he hasn't been involved with the UFC very much. But... They're trying to get him back in, and he's realizing he kind of has to if he wants to keep his reputation of being this badass UFC fighter. You actually have to fight. So he shows up to the event. Now, it started off, Conor McGregor is good friends with this Artem Loboff dude. Now, Artem Loboff's a Russian dude, yep. and so is Khabib. Um, and Artem Loboff uh, said that... Uh, that Khabib, like, used to wet his pants or something stupid. What, the, the guy who fought a bear as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he wet his pants. So the other yeah. day, yesterday, Khabib basically saw Loboff because yeah. they were fighting on the same card. And he said, listen, I don't want to kill you because you're Russian type yeah. of thing. But, you know, I know your buddies with Connor, but if you ever say anything about me again, like, I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'll kill you. Yeah. And so that's why Connor, like, today. So basically, Khabib was at the arena today fighting on Saturday. Leaving the uh, leaving one of the pressers uh, to go uh, back to the hotel. He's in a van. The way it works is they have multiple fighters in a van. You know, not fighters that fight each other. So no. let's if there's twelve, let's say there's twenty four. Let's say out of twelve fighters, yeah. six fighters will be yeah. in one they van. Mix, and the they mix it up. The guys are exactly. yeah, but not not the guys yeah. that are fighting against exactly. each other in the same van, right? So so basically, it was like the champs, Habib, Rose Namajunas was in the van. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Chiesa was not a champ, but he was in a van. And Conor McGregor picked up a bike rack and tried to throw it at the van. Security kind of got in his way with the bike rack because it was pretty big. It's a big, big Yeah, bike it was rack. huge. Yeah, like, you know, like the, the, the police sort of fence yeah, barrier. It's, a, it's basically like picking up an aluminum fence and throwing at something. Yeah, and it's a heavy one. So, yeah. like, he picked it up, but he had a hard time. He couldn't throw it like a chair, right? So he tried yeah. to, but somebody sort of got in his way. But he picked a chair up, a pretty big chair like a metal chair, and he threw it at the windshield of the van. And it smashed the glass and then fractured Michael Chiesa's face. Now there's Like he's bleeding. Yes, yeah. multiple cuts on his face, has to go to the hospital. I don't even know if he's going to wow. be able to fight right now. Um, he's going to sue Conor. Oh, McGregor. you think he's going to so be rich? There's a, there's a video from inside the van's perspective, 
And somebody in the van says, I'm going to F and kill him. Like, someone actually used those words. They're like, I'm going to murder this guy. Like, you're pissing off Khabib. Khabib's manager is like a crazy, like, Russian, like, oligarch, like, gangster, bro. Yeah, he can, he like, Connor could disappear. Like, there's somebody said on a car, I'm going to F and murder this guy soon. And you could hear, like, women sort of, like, screaming and freaking out. They might be UFC fighters. They're still girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Dana White said the same thing right now. I don't often agree with Dana, but Dana said the same thing. He goes, Rose Ramajunas is shaking right now. Like, she's... She's a hundred and like she's a yeah. little little chick. She's in a van, ready for a championship fight against and a glasses crazy flying chick. into your face. And, yeah. and you got Conor McGregor throwing your chairs at her and stuff. What a coward Conor McGregor is. He's a complete dick. And the thing is, he won't fight Habib Camp. If Habib actually got out of the van, he's one of these guys, Conor, that run his mouth, but then you know he'll step behind his buddies yeah. or the security guards after. If Habib actually got out of the van and say, "Let's scrap," he would murder yeah. him. Like, yep. he would literally take his head and smash, smash it off the skull, yep. you know, uh, inside the Barclays Center arena. Like, he would kill him. <laughs> and, and Connor keeps on, like, putting this tough guy act up. Which, listen, if you show up and you talk smack and you get a little push in yep. and all that. That's part of the act. That's part of business. Yeah. You, Not this. You're throwing objects at a windshield and at a van. A fighter's injured. A championship fighter's rattled. The Carolina K girl that I like, the Polish chick, she's yep. extremely, Dana's like, she's like. Losing, like she's like in she orbit in right tears now. type yep. thing, freaked out by this. And, you know, as I stated, these other, Connor's not even fighting Ken. These other I guys know. are concentrating on their fight. He has no business. Yeah, exactly. Fighting. Why are you even there? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you remember, I showed you the video a couple of months ago when he jumped into Bellator case. Exactly. Ah! There was a fighter that was knocked out and he nearly stepped on the guy. He doesn't give a shit about anybody beside himself. Well, he's going to pay the price. Because Dana White let him get this far. Today's the first time Dana stated it's over. He discussed us. I don't know if we're ever going to work with him again. And, uh, you know, there's a warrant out for his arrest, and whatever happens, happens. And he even he threw him under the bus. He goes, you know, this guy, I don't know if he's on drugs or what his deal is, but he just had a baby, and he was not very smart. I guess everyone in the van all said instantly, we're suing you. Yeah, he's he's not stable. I'll tell you one thing. Enjoy that Floyd Mayweather money. It's gone. It's absolutely gone. Oh, you can you can he's hit him with the, dis- distress. Yep, glass in the face, distress. These guys are you know, and also people. Like, just, these aren't regular citizens. These are people preparing for a fight. He shouldn't even have been on the property. The stuff that he did before. I'm telling you, man. You get a good lawyer. He's torched. Now, Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa is a good guy, Cam. I've always had a connection with Michael Chiesa because. My father died basically like two or three days apart from his father dying. And uh, I'm a little older than he was, but, you know, he was shaken by it. And then he won the ultimate fighter like two weeks later. And I had him on my show a couple of weeks after that. And I told him, my father just died. And I said, I bet everything that I had on you because I knew you were going to win for your father. And he started crying and stuff, and I, I got choked up, too. And, uh, you know, we sort of bonded through the years uh, because of that. And the guy's a good guy. He went through that. He wins the ultimate fighter after his father dies. His last fight, dude, he got uh, he got screwed over and hit. And, he, you know, the, the fight had to be stopped. He, you know, and it was an illegal blow. And now he's fighting at the Barclays Center, and he gets hit in the face with glasses. It's like it's unbelievable this guy's that is, That's brutal, man. It's like every time he shows up to a UFC event, something happens to him. 
I'm not even talking about getting in the octagon, but if he's unable to listen, if he's unable to fight, Conor McGregor has got to pay the, the the money he was going to make for the fight. Yep. The money that he would have gotten for winning the fight in a win bonus. Mm-hmm. And uh, and damages on top of this. He might do hard Medical time. Medical bills, yeah. damages on, on top of this. Ah, Connor won't do hard time. At worst, he'll get charged with felony assault. Weekends? He'll get a big-time lawyer. No, man. He'll get probation. Yeah. And uh, listen, if they want to get serious, they can say you're not allowed in the United States ever again. Exactly. He could be a felon. Whatever. Connor just uh, took the step, though, from being loudmouth jerk-off to a criminal. But, uh, Connor, if you see Sergio Garcia, feel free to throw something at him. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. boy Paul Shag has uh, just uh, found one of the videos courtesy of TMZ there's a direct video of Conor McGregor yep. throwing a chair through a bus window that'll cost you probably about 5, 10, 12, 20 million yep for sure you know, these guys aren't going to sue him for $20,000. No, they're not. Millions. <laughs> Millions. No, you said it, buddy. That's 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 what you do. You got a case like this. The guy's a jackass. Like, you know what I mean? For all the, I, I have no time for Conor McGregor. You talked even about it before. The fight before. The guy's getting involved in other people's business. You, you know what? If you if you really wanted to fight the guy, wouldn't you just say, hey, step out of the bus and let, let, let's just throw down right here? That's where get in the octagon no, and can't. do it. But like, can't get nuts. this. Get this, the guy that Khabib was supposed to fight in Tony Ferguson yep. got injured last week. Max Holloway's yep. taking his fight on six days' notice. Khabib said, where you at, Connor? So Connor didn't take this fight. It shows up and runs his mouth and causes this crap before the fight. I've never liked Connor McGregor. I, You know, at first, when he first came on the scene, I thought he was overhyped. Then I admitted I was wrong. That, you know what, the hype is justified because the guy's a great fighter, and you know what, he is he is a major superstar, and Dana White was right. But then I saw him morph into just a complete douchebag. Last summer, last summer, dude, he was racist. It was all-out yep. racist, all right? It was an all-out race crap, but I've said it before, a lot of MMA fans, oh, they, you know, they don't care. You know, they thought it was funny. You know, he's just selling a fight. It's like, no, dude. And you go down the list, like... I don't know. I guess unless, like, people want to adore scumbags. I mean, the guy cheats on his girlfriend all the time. Yep. You know, gets, um, you know, get, 
screws with other people's fights, jumps in the octagon the other night with the Bellator fighter a couple of months ago. He just had a kid. Yeah, like Dana yeah. White says. Yeah. You know, you have a this, kid. This is the way you want to be acting. Like your father. You just had a kid, and this is what you do. He you throw things. He no, he, he, he couldn't care less. Crap. Exactly. He couldn't care less. There's a warrant out for his arrest right now. And uh, speaking of which, there's a warrant out for uh, Sergio Garcia's arrest <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> or in Augusta, for, Georgia. For, for embarrassing the country. <laughs> Man. Can you believe that? I put $50 on a 14-guy uh, parlay to make the cut. $508. I think everyone else is going to make the cut except for him. What about uh, Spenny Max parlay? What did he put it into it? $3,700. $3,700 in Sergio's apartment. Spenny. Know what the thing is? I, 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 as the eternal optimist, this is going to sound insane. If Sergio can shoot three under tomorrow and with, with some bad golfers out there, three or four under, and finish at five or six, he might get on the cut line. What is I'm just going to tell What's you. Well, we don't know what the cut line is now until tomorrow. What do you think the ball I think the cut. Is? I think the cut line will be probably five over. Really? Yeah. Is it usually like you? Trust me, there's a, there's amateurs. There. You, no, think about it. Think about it's it. It's only right? 87 guys. You're That's right. right. I've seen guys get through with plus threes and stuff, right? Yes. That's what I'm saying. You get a plus three, you know, you can yeah. right now. Look, look, plus three will get you T57 right now. So that would the cut right now would be plus three, or yeah, if enough people between three and plus plus three and plus four, he's nine. Getting shooting five under, I know it's probably like his odds of making the cut probably now are a couple percent. I'm just saying crazier things have happened. But if he can post a three or four under, and some other guys can gag. How did he shoot a? How did he shoot a thirteen on a hole? He shot a thirteen eight over on one hole. So you he know you take that the, hole away. He was actually playing pretty well. You take that hole away, he finishes plus one, and he is right now. Where is he? Plus one would be probably around like plus one is t twenty six right now. So you're telling me that's what he does? He he's way inside the cut line at plus one because right now it's going to be three or four. How much would you have bet if I would have told you uh, that I'll give you a Sergio Garcia versus Mike Weir head to head matchup? At even money. I'll say, Cam, I got a book, even money. Gabe, Sergio Garcia versus Mike Weir, opening round. What, what do you bet? <laughs> let's let's talk, Marantzi. We've known each other for a long time. We used to bet, remember we used to bet dimes? I probably would have gone to my bank with my line of credit and loan and saw my boy Muhammad from TD and say, can you can you give me a couple stacks right now? Probably at least, um, without even BSing you, a thousand bucks. I'm that, I'd be that sure. If you gave me Sergio Garcia, Mike Weir, pick him, a dime. I got first-round leaders with Hadwin right now, and uh, and Charlie. If you can actually believe that, Marenzi. So you've got Adam Hadwin have, to be leading I, after one yeah, round. I made six five-dollar bets. How much does that pay? Uh, Three hundred and seventy-five dollars on five dollars, and then I have Charlie Hoffman five dollars that pays. I like Hadwin too, man. No, we I'm, talked about Hadwin I yesterday. I, the I kid's was talking a real about deal. The, the, the top twenty at nice odds. No, he is the real deal. I, I, I didn't get in on. I got yeah. Gabe. I got him at one hundred and seventy-five to one to win. Wow, but the. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products.
Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Jake Lamb was placed on the 10-day disabled list with sprained left AC joint. And Devin Marrero, who was acquired not long before opening day, he got the start at third base in place of Jake Lamb. But just bear in mind, if you're looking at this, I think about a Devin Marrero pickup. That's more of a deep league consideration, even under the best circumstances. Over the longer haul, it's going to be probably a lot of Daniel Descalso. Listen live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on popular podcast providers. You might not see any palm trees or cacti out your window, but spring training is here, so it's time to draft. And here on the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior, we have everything you need to assemble your best team. We'll be breaking down all the offseason player movement and zeroing in on the trends that will keep you ahead of your league mates on draft day and beyond. So tune in to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior from Monday to Friday right here on Fantasy Sports Radio between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern or between noon and 1 p.m. Pacific time. And I'll see you out there on the virtual diamond. It's popping off. Not, did you miss us? I didn't miss you. Is the first thing you did was you broke one of my pops. Teacher. I feel terrible. I wasn't about even going to call I'm you really out. I'm checking this pop out. I'm like, it's so cute. Oh my god. I'm looking at his shoulder. I just brush his shoulder, and it literally snaps off. I have my back to Ashley. I am doing legitimate work, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hear, oh no! I, I turn on. I go, what? She goes, it just popped off. No pun intended. No, at seriously. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. We apologize for that. Yeah. I think Cam Stewart stepped on something. <laughs> blame, blame me. No, I, I blame, blame Greg. Blame, blame the ginger. I blame Greg Sussman. <laughs> What's up, Sussman? Sussman. Speaking of which, actually. Speaking of which, uh, tomorrow there will be no uh, Friday edition of uh, this program uh, tomorrow as uh, both me and Cam uh, are checking into Gamblers Anonymous. Yep. Uh, we all knew this day would have to check come at some in. point. We're checking in. in. <laughs> no more alcohol uh-huh. or Demerol. No. no more stinking fun at no. all. We're checking check in. in. Yeah, yeah, we're going to check in, uh, you know, Gambler's Rehab. Gambler's Rehab. Uh, all, all thanks to Sergio Garcia. Yeah, great. It's unbelievable. Screw I, you, I, I El still Nino. can't get over this. El Nino. So what happened on Ad, Adam Hadwin's putt there? Oh, he missed. So uh, he's, uh, yeah, so I got, and Hoffman's putting for part. This, this, this is our lives right now. I got two guys that are actually first-round leader. Like, if I need Hoffman to hit this putt Hoffman to have a chance. Yeah, right. yeah to, to, for, to have 350 alive. Charlie, Fino Charlie, just Charlie. tied the lead. Come on, Charlie. Charlie Hoffman. Charlie. Charlie Hoffman lights up the putt. Charlie. Tops it. Missed. Like you miss. prick. God. Missed it by an Both guys. <laughs> Phil's in the jungle. There's Phil, Phil, Phil Mickelson with a real tough lie here, Cam. It's a tough lie. He's going to try to play through the trees. Patrons. Uh, patrons. Ooh, I clipped a branch there, Gabe. Patrons. Oh, that's back up in the fairway. What an escape from Phil. Let's send it over. <laughs> let's send over to a Dottie. <laughs> Send over to Dottie. What do you got let's for send, me, Dottie? Let's, let's send it over to Dottie on the, on the 12th hole. 
<laughs> we should just do the do the rest of the show in golf yeah, mode. It is the Masters after all. Great round by Henrik Stenson. Getting interviewed by Tom Rinaldi. Tom Rinaldi. Yep. I'll tell you though, Gabe. And if you were unaware, uh, Henrik Stenson is Swedish. He's from uh, Sweden. Yes. And, uh, Solid 69, three under par. The founder of IKEA did recently <laughs> pass away. He's playing with a heavy heart. <laughs> That's amazing. The founder of IKEA passed away. He's playing with a heavy heart. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, like I said, I think we should just do the whole. Uh, I love that. Yeah, great stuff, Gabe. Let's uh, let's send it over to Dottie at uh, at the thirteenth hole. <laughs> well, guys. Oh, Dottie. What's her last name? I don't even know. I just know Pepper. Are you kidding me? Yeah, her name's Dottie Pepper. Are you freaking? Yeah, she used to be on the LPGA Tour. Dottie Pepper. Dottie Pepper. <laughs> That's her name. Wow. <laughs> it's like the chick. I like the chick they go to uh, during the, tri- the Triple Crown races. Oh, yeah, who she's rides on the, the horse. horse. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's fantastic. <laughs> people, I'm going to tell you something, though. Like, I've talked to horse people. Think about when you're on that horse. You have to control it with the microphone. And she's got, like, 40 pounds of pack, like, right there, too. Like, uh, no, and that, very few people could do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you have to be a like, trained horse. horse get up. That should be a new. The horse should be, like. She does yeah. it so casually. I know. So tell us about the turn four. <laughs> she's just like. She's riding the horse. That's right. Victor Espinosa, tell me what happened at the top of the stretch. You know, he's Sometimes like, hey, she hey. does it when the horses are trotting pretty fast. Yeah, too, they, yeah, they're, they're, the they're doing their, like, kind of trot. They're like, ding, 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 Dude, ding, ding, ding. I know it's tough. I would pay money to see you on a thoroughbred with, like, a microphone. <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to, like, I can tell you one up, thing. That, up that, that horse is never running again. The only time I, I could ever be on a horse with a, a keg of beer and a Clydesdale. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do it. If I if I was on the back of a thoroughbred, it'd break its legs. The only thing Cam could drive is a Zamboni. That's true. <laughs> I have driven a Zamboni before. I used to I used to work at a rink, local rink, Gabe. I've actually been the Zamboni driver. All right. Uh, our boy Spenny <laughs> Mac checks Spenny. Says, a strange world when you can trust Amy Zoo over Sergio Garcia. <laughs> it is a strange world, buddy. And he cashes on Amy Zoo. Amy Zoo. So, yeah, the... Uh, the winners just keep uh, coming. Really? Amy Zoo. Is this the... No, no, no. The, our other buddy talked about... G- Gabe, I got good news He's about... betting on Amy Zoo versus Joanna Garland. What sport? Anything? I don't, I don't no. Who's, who's Amy Zoo? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking about golf, but I don't I know. know. I figured, yeah, that's what I assumed. That... Like Jennifer Garland, Amy Zoo? Like, I know the LPGA Tour. I just, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yeah, Amy. she, all right. Oh, Amy Zoo, WTA. Oh, tennis. 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 There we go. Now we're cooking. Yeah, Amy Zoo. <laughs> now we're cooking. Some pretty low brow stuff. I like I like Spenny style. Uh, Spenny Mac, you're, you're a badass. You Spenny. are. In, uh, you're yeah, the best. Yeah, she's uh, ITF tennis, so she's like. Uh, like the Hooters League. Like tier two? Yeah, well, she's yeah. young, right? Yeah. So she's 23. Yeah. yeah, not a star. She's ranked like, uh, what is she ranked? Uh She's ranked 1,011th in the world. A little work to do, but uh, she's young. She's young. You no. can say I'm the thousandth the best player. Yeah. player. You're, you go and dust people off for sure. She's uh, ranked in doubles 480th. Hey, that's better. That's good. Uh, right now. And uh, she's made $30,000 yeah. uh, this year playing well, tennis, which is. That's uh, 29600 more than our horses made this year. <laughs> 
that. I'm waiting for an update. Yeah, on yeah. Well, I, I got, I got to be honest with you. I don't even like. No, Brett, I'm gonna actually do you a solid. You deal with all the stuff usually. Why don't you just give me? You should actually take a break from it. I, you know, I got a lot of bad things going on. I in can my tell life. Cody Saftik. Yeah, yeah, just text Cam. Just text Cam. Cam will answer here. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm dealing with a lot of things. You might as well just throw a bad horse results onto the plate too. Well, I don't know. You get one text one week that says we're going to win, and then a couple and, of days later, I think, oh, we got to sell the horse. Yeah, He's no good. Oh, his leg hurts. He's not running. Yeah, my buddy said after that race, too, because they were all at the OTB. They're like, oh, yeah, there's Cam's, uh, Marenzi's horse, Conflict Diamond. He says they ran the race, and then he ran a quarter, half mile. The, the race is over, and, he's, and, he, and he's, he's still running around. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Great. Maybe run during the damn race. That, that, that's the tip. <laughs> Our horse. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like Our showing off. like Con- Conor McGregor. He actually is. He won't fight like uh, a horse won't run in the race, race, but runs out like outside of it. Thanks. True. Yep. <laughs> wow. If I were to tell you Tony Finau is leading the Masters, I'd be telling you the truth. What a story. Can you believe? This like, guy's a tough Tongan. He is, man. He from Utah. I, I, that's the thing, man. A lot of you know golfers. Wah, I tripped on oh, my ankle. I'm not. But this guy popped it back into place. Four under He's par through the 13. Masters. Yes, he went the last hole. Birdie, man. Like think about it. Stenson, that's unbelievable. Stenson's three under. Patrick Reed's in at three under. Hoffman and uh, Hadwin. I had the first round leader bets on. They're in at three under. So Finau's gonna be. That's that's the guy. And I almost don't want to cheer against him, but I really need 375 bucks. And uh, me and Cam. Uh, me and Cam were wondering about uh, Finau, where he played college. We couldn't think of it off the top of our heads because he didn't play nope. anywhere at college. Interesting, uh, interesting dude, a Tongan, uh, but grew up in Utah. Great basketball and, player, Marenzi. And I told uh, Cam, I bet you he's Mormon. And it turns you, out I was correct. Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints, yeah. buddy. If we could have bet on that one, that, that's a great prop. I have experience <laughs> in Mormonism. I lived in uh, Las Vegas, right? Uh, Utah's right next door. Good call. And, um, you know, it's one thing to be in the casinos and stuff, right? You're not really meeting that many locals. You meet a few locals, but it's different. Like, I was living there, and I was doing a TV show, and, like, you know, at a local radio studio. So I was meeting real locals. They had a local radio sales guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? All these type of dudes. (laughs) And I swear to God, like, every every second person in Vegas is a Mormon. It's insane. Well, we went to the UNLV game. There was just, yeah, BYU fan was taken over the Thomas and Mack Center. One thing about Mormons, too, I think there's the the reputation. It's sort of like Jewish people. You know, there's different degrees of their hardcoreness and how how hard they go. So you're basically saying some Mormons like to dip into a scotch now and then. uh, No, yeah. Like some Jewish guys. I've seen Mormons, yeah. Yeah, Mormons gamble, drink, and have sex. like (laughs) Like some Jewish guys we know, Eric Cohen, eat bacon. Yeah, <laughs> and and he takes off other holidays too. <laughs> I love the way he milks the holiday schedule. Hey, I'm Jewish. Or our boy Eric Cohen. Yeah, yeah, Eric Cohen. Eric Cohen. Eric Cohen every won't, yeah, he won't respect like the bad parts. Yeah, like you know of of the Jewish faith, no. like you said. Like he'll eat pork, bacon, yeah. and pass it over. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure about his. Um, his fasts and stuff no, like that. No, he too. doesn't fast. He knows he's cheating. <laughs> Yes. But he's the first one to bring up, hey, guys, I can't make it in tonight, Jewish holiday. Yeah, Passover. You know, you know how religious my family is. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, your family is, it's but young, like, you're not. It's like, Yom Kippur. Come on, show up for work. Our boy Jason Gold is the only Jewish person I know that really, really just did not, did not, um, 
did not adhere to any of the Jewish like, no. any, like any. He get, he got lost in his own hometown. But point blank, I will also admit he's like actually like the only broke Jewish person I've ever met That's in my a life. Great point. He's so broke. <laughs> <laughs> he makes us look like we got a chance. You're right. Gold, gold's insane. Like sometimes even me, even me, like I'd be sitting there next to him and I'd realize I'm like. Hey, isn't today like Yom Kippur? Isn't this like yeah. a big day for you? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not, a big, not a big day. No, I, don't, I don't adhere to that. Yeah. He goes, I'm just, you know. He always found enough money to scrape together enough for like a dime bag of weed, though. That's one thing about gold. He he, he knew his worst priorities. That's why he smoked the pinners. Yeah, he smoked those. One paper gold. <laughs> gold. He smoked the pinners. Yeah, he loved. He, Gold's the we best. should call him Paul Penner. We, well, you know, we'll get him on the show. Actually, next we week, should get him. Remember, because we used to do. Tell, him, tell the people yeah. about gold. We got Indianapolis coming up here, but yeah, we'll tell you a funny story about this guy, Jason Gold. He really does actually know hockey, and the problem is now, he's too good. He's got like 10,000 followers on Twitter. He's like a hockey, like, he's one of those guys. He's a maven now, yeah? Yeah, I know. He's one of these guys, like, after, like, a a video, like, after a goal, he makes the gif. Look at the pass and the work here. Like, he's like a hockey analyst now, this guy. We used to have him on for his bad picks. Yeah. He was terrible. Like, he would used to, we'd ask him, it would be like six NHL games, would say, who do you like? He'd go like one in five if he was lucky. It's- so I put him on national television because I was like, we'll fade him. And I told everyone, this guy's picks suck. Whoever he likes, we take the opposite. Except the only thing is, the guy started going, going 500. Two. Yeah, two and two. There's nothing worse and, than that. And then he asked me, how come I'm not on your TV show anymore? My picks are getting better. I said, that's the point. I said, bro, you either need to be like 0 and 6 or 6 and 0. If you're just two and two, you're wasting my time. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis right now. <laughs> Pete's never wasting our time. What's going on, Pete? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Good, good, Pete. So uh, we'll transition from uh, college basketball. Pete, of course, was a former assistant with UMass at Minuteman, but he's also an RDS television analyst who will be covering the NBA playoffs on RDS uh, television. That's a good bonus uh, for, for people. Uh, more playoff uh, basketball, uh, more networks is always a good uh, thing, but before we, you know, we talk about Kyrie Irving's injury right now. I woke up this morning and I was pleasantly surprised to see, and I had my doubts and my suspicions about the new mayor of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, Valerie Plant, uh, Valerie Plant. Plant uh, is it with an E? Like Jacques Plant. Yeah, Jacques Plant. Yeah, exactly. So Valerie, yeah, but you know, for for the uh, everyone else, Valerie Plant. So they know her. Yeah. So a new mayor of Montreal. She's a young girl. She's actually kind of cute by politician standards. She's, you know, she looks pretty young, like early 40s type thing. Yet she's into social causes. She's in the bike lane. She's into, you know, she's a social, you know, she's pretty social. Big recycler, clean up the earth yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it didn't strike me as the type of person. It was going to be a big, let's build a baseball stadium and uh, let's get an NBA and NFL team. But Pete Annapolis is in Montreal. And Pete, I remember about two years ago, you told me that the Bell Center, the Molsons, who own the Montreal Canadiens, were sort of kicking the tires and asked Adam Silver for a meeting. And they did meet. Just to sort of say, all right, how, you know, you know, how would this work if potentially we wanted it? Now, don't forget, the Toronto Raptors are owned by the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're very, very successful. The Montreal Canadiens see this success and potentially want to, uh, to mirror it. Uh, but... Uh, the baseball situation, Pete, Mitch Garber and Stephen Broffman are meeting with the mayor tomorrow. And after all these years of all the talk about Garber and Broffman and it's going to this and that, 
This is a big-ass step tomorrow, Pete, for the return of the Expos in Montreal. They're actually meeting with the mayor, and Broffman and Garber have money. They're not clowns. They're not some guy that owns a car dealer that wants to put 40K in and just, you know what I mean? They have real money, Pete. This is an exciting time for Montreal sports right now, I think. No, it is exactly exciting times, and you're right. When uh, the previous mayor, Denis Coderre, uh, was in charge uh, of the city of Montreal, I mean, he had a major love affair with the Expos, and it was his number one priority to bring back the Montreal Expos. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know if you want to vote this guy out of office, guys. He's yeah. on our side. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he he had a direct line to Robert Manfred's office. He was he was the former City. Canadian Minister of Sport, yep. too, right? So he had sports in his blood, and he, he knew the bureaucracy of sports as well. Exactly. So, uh, he and then we go the to biggest... sort of a Hillary Clinton type chick, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's what people got people upset, got people disappointed, and got people pessimistic. Because Valerie Plant didn't want nothing to do with the Expo. She wanted to do everything opposed to what Danica there was all about. Uh, and she was like, well, we're not going to pay to fund a new stadium. We're not going to pay for anything. Taxpayers' money is going to go to more bicycle lanes, as you mentioned, uh, <laughs> and, creating, <laughs> and creating a more green downtown Montreal. And listen, at the end of the day, uh, I think right now she's feeling the pressure. I mean, the first thing she did is she raised taxes uh, in Montreal. So not the not the wisest thing to do if you ever want to get reelected in, pol- in politics. She's got um, the Chamber of Commerce on her too, right? Yeah. The Montreal Chamber of Commerce are all like, hey, let's get this going. And, and Brofman told her, I don't want any money from you. Listen, she's got to, you know, cough up some land so they can make some money on a parking lot, play a little ball with them. But you want green space? You know, a baseball stadium downtown. It's green space right there. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> you know? and, and Mitch Garber and Stephen Broffman. I mean, the Broffman family owned the Expos uh, earlier. At Seagram's. Yeah. At Se- if Seagram's wondering yeah. where the Broffman money comes from, Seagram's fine whiskey. Oh, Cam. Seagram's a great company, Dave. Great. Nothing In the business the best, for years. Nothing <laughs> but the best. Pete Seagram's. Spotsar. <laughs> so... Uh, in a nutshell, uh, she finally decided that, hey, uh, she's going to meet with Bronfman and Garber tomorrow, discuss what are the next steps. I think, listen, uh, the Expos coming back to Montreal, I don't think it's, gonna, it's a wish or a dream. It's just a matter of when we understand the problems in Tampa Bay and in Oakland. Uh, and I think Montreal, Diz and the Expos don't need to have an expansion team. They're probably going to take over a team. Uh, and listen, I think it'll be expansion. I think, I think it'll be expansion. Yeah, Tampa's not going anywhere. Yeah. Oakland's losing the Raiders. They're losing yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are going back to San Francisco. All they have is the athletics left. The mayor is going to hang right. on to the athletics. But the collective bargaining agreement's up. I believe it's 2020. There needs to be another city to come in. It'll either be Mexico City, maybe a Vegas. You never know. They say no now about that, but... Yeah, as you stated, the Expos are coming back. It's only a matter of whether it's going to be in 2024, 2023, or 2026, et cetera. But they, uh, it's, it's around the corner. But what I noticed about the Expos article, Pete, at the bottom of it, was the Chamber of Commerce and the, the new Minister of Sport stating that they're also open to an NBA team in Montreal. And... They're, they're serious no, about basketball this. would fly in Montreal. Big the thing time. is, like we said, a lot of people are like, oh, no, it wouldn't. Oh, it's it would. hockey. Dude, they're most, it's like they, they own it's, the Montreal Canadiens already. Like, they got a meeting, and I'll give the floor to Pete in a second. They got a meeting, Cam, in a second. 
when at when the Montreal Canadiens and the Molsons, it's Molson Coors. Exactly. They want to meet. They're like, what, Molson Coors? You guys want in? Right? They got money. They have the arena already. There's no building an exactly. arena in Montreal. They have the Bell Center. Right? There's a lot of things in play uh, already. But what do you say to Pete, to, to people that say, man, no, an NBA franchise wouldn't work in Montreal? Well, again, I respect everybody's opinion, but I think times have changed, Ron. We are in 2018. We're not in the 70s and the 80s where it's only about the Montreal Canadiens. And it's even baseball. If you look at the two most rising sports in North America, it's soccer and it's basketball. Football's in the decline. Hockey has stayed stagnant, uh, but it's not really a, a national or global sport. But when you look at Montreal and you look at people and kids and the newer generations, the millennials, they follow the NBA. They gravitate to the National Basketball Association, yeah. to LeBron James, to Kevin Durant, to Steph Curry, to James Harden, to Anthony Davis, to Blake Griffin. The list goes on. Nearly the half the – Pete, I saw that feature yeah. on Giannis a couple of weeks ago in 60 Minutes. They said over 50% of the Milwaukee Bucks web traffic and all social media platforms is from outside the United States. Yep. And the NBA is pretty close to that as well. As you stated, yeah. basketball is an international sport, man. Not, not to rip hockey, but Sidney Crosby, like basketball has so many stars. What's hockey yeah. got? Like that's the thing. They don't they don't have star yeah. power by the way, the NBA. Like has. a guy like Joel Embiid, sort yeah. of a modern NBA player. Like, yeah, like he wouldn't be popular in St. Michel in Montreal yeah. North, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's people don't realize that. There's you know, a million kids difference. that love NBA players. Yep. You look at what's happened in Toronto, right? When you had Vince Carter. Uh, you know, dunking and taking the Raptors to a new level, the R.J. Barrett's, the Jamal Murray's, the Andrew Wiggins, uh, the Tyler Ennis's, the Nick Stoskis, these guys were watching Vince Carter. They were watching Steve Adams. They are watching the Raptors, and look at them now. The same thing will probably happen in Montreal. And the one thing I tell people, and again, an NBA franchise in Montreal, you don't need $500 million to build a stadium. The yeah. arena is set. It's in downtown Montreal, the Bell Center. And I remember this, and this really resonated with me for a long time. A couple of years ago, the Knicks were playing the Raptors in a preseason game, and Mike Breen, uh, the play-by-play -play announcer for ESPN and ABC, was doing the game. And I was talking to him, and he says, Pete, I got to tell you, the Bell Center is a top-five NBA arena in the league. I mean, th this is just outstanding. The sight lines. Um, Imagine an extra 41 to 45 games for the Molson family filling in the Bell Center. Imagine the rivalry with well, the, the Raptors, Canadians. with the NBA. Right? Canadians the and the Bruins. Canadians-Bruins, one of the biggest rivalries would be great. Montreal versus Boston. Exactly. Basketball. Celtics <laughs> kicking the crap out of a Montreal. Yeah, and the Montreal. way the, the TV contracts are, are, are today, everybody's going to make money. Look at the value of the franchises right now. You're talking in the billions, uh, corporate sponsors, and, and just geographically speaking, Gabe, you know Montreal. You're going to have people from Montreal, from Quebec City, from Ottawa, from Vermont, from New Hampshire, to yeah. upstate New York. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be coming out here watching the games. It's going to be just incredible. And why can't Montreal be like Toronto, right? Why you know what it is? Only because it's the local entrepreneurs. And that's why I respect Mitch Garber for dreaming big. Yeah. Started out as a talk show host and, a and you know, goes to law right. school. Ends up, you know, being the president of party poker and now owns Cirque du Soleil and is a billionaire. You know, I, I respect that. And people, he's willing to take a chance. And I'm going to point the finger at Molson right now. And you look at how he runs the Montreal Canadiens, like it's an ATM machine, doesn't care, doesn't care about winning. And it's almost negligent. And when you look at the dynasty and empire that Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment has built down the road, Pete, 
Look at look at this. They used to be a laughing stock. Yeah. That's the thing. They, they own the act They own TFC, yes. best MLS team. Toronto Raptors, one of the most successful teams in the NBA from a business standpoint, plays good basketball, does things the right way. Leafs are good. Toronto now. Maple Leafs are a cash cow. Yep. They're not satisfied. Oh, you know what, Pete? We we always fill the building up a couple of nights a week. They're like, no, no. Because I know, listen, I, the Bell Center in Montreal is one of the most successful arenas in North America. There's a ton of concerts there. They actually have, like, more stuff there than a lot of big-time arenas. But you could fit in another 41 home games, Pete, right? Like, to me, it's just Molson and the family being negligent and lazy. I hate to say it, but that's my opinion. And I think, listen, uh, what they're doing right now, and Michael Fortier, the former Canadian cabinet minister, he is leading this group, and I mentioned it a couple of years ago. They met with Commissioner uh, Adam Silver and the NBA and they're not going there just to, hey, let's see, we might be interested. I mean, they've raised the capital already. They have a half a billion dollars raised, and they have the funds to make this happen. I think the NBA, when you look at it, there's 30 teams. They want to expand probably to 32, eventually to 34. I know Seattle's probably the favorite to get the team. We know that. Then you might have Las Vegas. You know, Montreal's down the road. Montreal's yeah. down the road. Exactly. It's not like, oh, in four years. It's like, no, no. no. They're setting the stage. If there's any league camp, and I guarantee it, that'll be the first league to really go truly international. It will be the The NBA. NBA. Without Mm -hmm. a shadow of a doubt, there's going to be an NBA team in Barcelona. I guarantee you, though, there will be. You know, there'll be an NBA team. Uh, you know, in, in, in Paris in, in the future. There'll be an NBA team in Beijing. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 years from now, Pete, imagine the NBA. It's going to be a global league. There's going to be no question, like you mentioned, game. there's going to be uh, a European division and an international division in the next five to ten years in the NBA. And the, the cities that you mentioned will have a team. There'll be a division. It's global. It's taken over. Yeah. London, England, Paris, Barcelona. Yeah, no one's going to bitch about that road trip either. Oh, exactly. NBA players going to be like, damn, I thought the, the chicks were hot in Atlanta. We got Wait time till to you go. see Barcelona, man. We got, we got time to go to Amsterdam? You want to talk about home court advantage, Pete, exactly. when they see that Spanish uh, TNA? <laughs> All right, you know what the, you know what time it is, Gabe. You always did. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ky- Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving is uh, done out uh, out for the year uh, right now. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't really expecting him to come back anytime soon, anyways. But now it's sort of official. He's down and out. Philadelphia is playing good basketball, but I brought it up in the past. What's your take on the Raptors here? They won last night, but. Can they beat Cleveland in a seven-game series? And even as a diehard Raptor fan, I'm not even sure they can. Yeah, it's tough, especially the way they perform on that road trip. And uh, I saw your frustration, Gabe. I was frustrated as well. And Same crap. I'm sick of it. This decision quality by uh, Kyle You've been Lowry bringing going. it up too, Pete, and good job by you. Listen, in the past, I've been critical of JV on the defensive end at times, but he's not playing enough now suddenly. And the fact is, he's damn good this year. Yep. He's an offensive freaking machine, man. We know, Cam, from the fantasy stuff. Guy plays 24 minutes. He puts up a ton of DK points. The other night, Pete, you were bringing up, when we were doing our fantasy preview, Jonas Valanciunas owns the Cavaliers, dude. He puts up massive numbers against these guys. They can't defend them. That's the only way you can beat them. So Casey doesn't play him in the fourth quarter. I know. It's It's unbelievable, Pete. We could coach. Well, what you know, the teams that beat LeBron James, right, whether he was in Miami or whether he was in Cleveland, is teams that had a dominant big guy. 
You look at Tim Duncan with the Spurs, Dirk Nowitzki uh, with Dallas, uh, you know, Golden State, okay, I mean, they got all the shooters, but you got a guy in JV, he's going to score. Don't try and match up small with Cleveland. You know, you're not going to win with the Mari Carroll and the Rosen and Corey Joseph. Get the ball to JV and let him exploit them inside and let him dominate. Okay, he might give up a couple of driving layups and he might give up two or four points, but look what he's going to give you on the offensive end. And remember two years ago, guys, two years ago when they finally beat Indiana in the seven-game series, then they beat Miami, who was the dominant player for the Raptors? And then he hurt his ankle. It was Jonas Valanciunas. It wasn't the Rose yep. and it wasn't Lowry. They had Good the point. same struggles like they had in the first round. JV got them over that hump that they couldn't get. And right now, I understand that he has some defensive deficiencies, but at the end of the day, exploit what you have that works. That's a strength. So having 17 points, 10 rebounds in only 22 minutes, and you don't play him a single second in the fourth quarter, I mean, to me, and I love Coach Casey. I think he's still the favorite to win the Coach of the Year, albeit there's some great coaches this year in Quinn Schneider in Utah and Terry Stocks. Uh, with Portland, Brad Stevens, what he's done in Boston. But Casey and his staff deserve a lot of credit. But here's the ultimate window. If there is a year, if there is a season that the Raptors can make the NBA Finals, when everybody thought it was a pipe dream for the longest time. <laughs> it better be this year. year. It's now or never. <laughs> it's now or never. Boston's out. I mean, Dude, we got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid for the next 10 years. I know. It's now or never. <laughs> the Boston Celtics again, Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving next year. Correct. Tatum and Brown, like it's, yeah, yeah, this is it. That's it, man. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, Kyle, Kyle, like I said earlier, uh, Pete, hopefully the Villanova women's softball team doesn't make it to the finals. <laughs> Otherwise, he might miss a playoff game. <laughs> so give it up, bro. All right, good, no, good. No, Your no, college no. team won. Like, hey, we're paying you $28 million a year, man. Like, uh, maybe you, you should, a $100 like. $100 million dollar contract there, Kyle. Like, I mean, like, watch the game in Cleveland. Uh, there's a <laughs> casino right next door to your hotel. You know the players like going there before they play Cleveland in the yeah. playoffs. Uh, but we won't get into that. But listen, uh, it's hard to bet against LeBron James, against the Toronto Raptors. But I'll still remain, I'm going to stay loyal. I still believe that if they're going to play in a seven-game series, as great as LeBron is, I just think that I can't, I can't imagine Jose Calderon and George Hill and Jordan Clarkson beating the Raptors. I still think the Raptors have just enough. But they're going to have a tough first-round matchup as well. Let's see how they adjust to the playoff pressure. I still think they have a great chance to make the finals. I'm still pissed Vince Carter went to his graduation, Gabe. You play for the Raptors, game seven. Like, What are you doing? Send the diploma in the mail. That was bad, too. <laughs> it was bad. What Thanks, kind of Pete. courses was, North Car- was Vince taking at North Carolina? Exactly, anyway? Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. And why a good one, brother. Why couldn't he just go on to, like, the next graduation That's what I'm class? saying. Like, Wait he, to the next You're in the most important game of your career. I got to go to a graduation? Like, mail the diploma. It doesn't matter. Henrik Stenson. Uh-oh. Actually, who's leading? Hoatung. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Tim Horton's having a bad day today. <laughs> Stock down? Tim Horton's uh, coffee chain falls from fourth place to 50th place as far as brand reputation is Really? Concerned. Yeah, didn't we predict this a long time ago? 
Things aren't the same. They used to be nice sandwiches, very fresh, big, big chunks drop. of meat. Water's too too watery, the coffee now. It's not as good. It's a big, uh, big drop. That's what happens when you cut corners, Gabe. Who do you think is, uh, man, Canadians are stupid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Man, Canadians are stupid. They are. Like, they just—I <laughs> hate to say it. Yeah. Most, yeah. We're real here, Cam. We call our, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of their brains are frozen. Canadians are just—I don't know—they're clueless. Um, like when I see this, like the, the the most trusted. Who do you think the most trusted company? And it's all companies, so it's not like specifically, oh, Pizza Pizza or something. So, food company? Any company, car, anything, computer, anything. The most trusted company, according to Canadians. Google. 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 That would be probably, wouldn't it be more on the bottom? So, like, Canadians are trusting a company that mines your data, spies <laughs> on you. I know. It should be at the bottom of the list. And runs the freaking world and the internet. Who's number two? Number two is comical as well because I, give, I, me I, a, I get, give me a clue. I get nothing but frustrated when I walk into their stores. Number two. Apple. Shoppers drug Shoppers drug <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you deal with the one attendant. Oh, man. I just. Dude, dude I, I got him yesterday. Get some money for the gambling Cam, site. Oh. I got him again yesterday. No, he never had. There was nobody in line. And, of course, he wasn't at the post for, like, five minutes. He likes to wander. <sighs> My the, boy Shane. Yeah. The best was, though, when that when that guy with the mullet rocked in. And he, and he was, like, the nicest guy. He was in, like, an old metal band and stuff. He was so beat down. He goes. What the hell's this guy doing? Like he was he was freaking out. He goes, I just want to get this letter to Japan, bud. <laughs> yeah, Shane, I gotta tell you, Shane's a nice person. He's just very, very slow. Shoppers drug he doesn't, Listen, he's not doesn't move at a fast pace. We're gonna combine sports picks and stocks here. I told people to invest in Grand Canyon University before yep. when it was twenty seven bucks. Now it's like hundred and four. Oh my god. So the next stock tip I'll give you right now, invest in Shoppers Drug Mart. They've taken over the world. They're on every second freaking corner. Could be in the weed business. And they're going to start selling weed. Yep, exactly. It's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. Like they're and people like they're a trusted name for one reason or another. They're not trusted to me. You ever notice anything in Shoppers Drug Mart? Anything that's on sale? It's always like you buy a you know, bag of Oreos because it's on sale. Yeah, because the best before dates in like six days. I've noticed the color of the bacon. And no, the funny thing is, it's, it's like, not quite as it's, yeah. not, it's not as shiny red. It's got that gray kind of haze to it. Uh, trust me, I buddy, I live right beside one. I I am in there probably more than anybody. I scope out stuff. Very very sketchy a lot of the products on the shelf. But I will Shoppers say, Drug Mart they have wicked sales for like one day where they have their blitz and they give they stuff away. They used to be they used to be better. It's morphing into like a dollar store or something. Yeah. Like they just sort of you like know. They, had a, they had Schneider's Red, Red Hots, those wieners for six ninety nine a pack. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That's like three ninety nine. Yeah, Canadian, some of the prices Canadian Tire is the third most respected. That brand. see that now now I know. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. But I yeah, actually like Canadian, not, but I haven't stepped in a Canadian Tire in literally, and I lived near one two three years. Like, like what, why I am I going to go to Canadian Tire? I don't for? understand this list. The fourth most respected company is Sony. Like what's what's the you know, what has Sony done for you? Got to be honest with you, I'm more of a Panasonic guy. Samsung? No, Samsung. My phone? It, uh, no, no, no. Microsoft? Like the punch Bill yeah, Gates yeah. in the face? Nope.
Dollarama. Actually, I love Dollarama. I will defend Dollarama. Dollarama so, sucks. It's awesome. Sorry, I disagree. Cheap lighters, cheap Pepsi, cheap I, everything. I hate dollar stores. I admit it's it's probably not the you know some of the brands are they a little bit. They smell like hospitals. It's a good point. I don't like the, their cleansers. I, I know my uh, tenant, I don't know. My tenant yeah, Joe cleans them. I don't know what they're using over there, but you're right. It does smell like hospitals. <laughs> but she, you got to admit, though, three chocolate bars for 99 cents is good to me. I don't eat chocolate bars I know from you a don't. dollar yeah, store. Yeah, you don't. I really don't. But you can I buy, refuse to. You know what? They sell. you you got a Powerade right here. Wouldn't you rather pay Dude. 75 cents instead of three bucks? Dude, I used to eat. Uh, I remember once I was eating like a Snickers bar from a dollar store. A little hard? No, I looked at the wrapper in the back. It was from like Poland. It's like you know international I mean? like, chocolate. Yeah. I'm thinking, so what? The Snickers bar, what, is the most cost-effective for them to uh, make this chocolate bar in Poland and sell it to me in Vegas? Again, I'm not, uh, you know, man. You know what, do you actually, like, if, you know, what's the worst, what's the, you eat food from the dollar store? Like, if you see, like, canned tuna on sale at the dollar store you're in? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I, I buy a lot of ramen noodles at the dollar store. You know, instead of, like, here, it's, like, two for a dollar, I get five Damn, for a dollar. That been, like, it's terrible. You can't eat that stuff, Gabe, bro. You, can't, you can't die in ramen noodles. It's already got, nah, man. It's you already get, got MSG get, in like, it. the Singapore, Beijing, like, virus. That stuff's been sitting in a container in a port of Hanoi for, like, the last three years. <laughs> the port of Hanoi. <laughs> hey, but I, you can't you can't turn down the drinks. Uh, here's, you can't. You can't. You can't. Here's a company we can all trust. Okay. What? Kellogg's. Yeah, I like Kellogg's cereals. Frosted Flakes. I got to be honest with product. you. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, class I, act. I love Frosted Flakes. I love Fruit Loops. I'll tell See, you. If, if we're doing a brand recognition yeah. right now, like if I say Conor McGregor to you, what do you say? You're like asshole. Prick. Yeah, yeah. that was the first thing to come to my head. Tony the Tiger. They're great. Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger? Well, yeah, when I was a kid, I was like, how come Tony the Tiger never comes to my kitchen with a baseball bat? Exactly. I want him to come and <laughs> say hi in the, the morning. Like, I know. Yeah, it's like, good game, Gabe. And he yeah. sits down. Yeah, he wants to play. <laughs> I'll tell you, too. I do like that new McGruff commercial. Have you seen it? Oh, McGruff is great. Oh, yeah, I, I love McGruff. McGruff's the best. <laughs> he is good. I'll tell you one thing. Kellogg's, too, for a nutritious cereal that doesn't get soggy in milk, Vector. What a what. Oh, Vector's good Vector, stuff. when it's on for two ninety nine, I yes. buy five boxes of that stuff. Yeah, I love Vector. Geico, uh, Geico got a new commercial with uh, with McGruff. Yeah, McGruff's good. He's like, uh, "Hey guys, I just got a tip that'll bust the case wide open." And they talk to him like a dog. I like, go to McGruff, get a tippy whippy. You got to go to the bathroom, McGruff. He's like, "I already went in the bathroom." He's like, "Never mind, I'll do this myself." McGruff. I've never been into snitching, but uh, yeah. I always thought McGruff was cool. I, I, I agree with you. All right, so uh, Kellogg is respected. Yep. Campbell's Soup. I got to be honest, I love I, I, it, It's It's a comfort food to me. I think of Campbell's Soup. I think of uh, positive things. I think of, uh, yeah, I think of a nice uh, ni- a nice warm soup on a cold, cold winter day. What about, uh, what do you think? You think of the company Kraft? Like a cheese singles and Kraft dinner. I got no problem with Kraft. Kind of crappy. I've been, I've been noticing the singles aren't as thick as they used to be or flavorful. I don't know yeah. what they're doing to food these days, American, but it really sucks. American cheese, singles cheese. Garbage. Like you might as well like eat fungus uh, from, from someone's toenails. Yeah. Like Velveeta. Like what, like what is Velveeta like last you a couple like, years. Like you shouldn't even be allowed to call that cheese. Like it's, it's plastic. What you're, is you're, that? You're, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't know how they make it. 
You're right. It's that stuff's disgusting. Very, it's, it's carcinogenic. Yeah, that I, stuff's disgusting. Yeah, like if you light it with a lighter and stuff, yeah, it's smoke. It's, oh, you imagine it's plastic. A, you imagine the smell if we burnt like that cheese? Oh, it's not good. This show should be on video. We should be able to do this. Like, we well, will we be got, like. We got a, no, no, we got a spatula right there. You know what? We could be like the, like talk, all the nerds. We'll get a bunch of hits. We're doing our own experiments. Oh, those are the guys that told you about the wa- glass of yeah, water like, and we'll the pizza. Like, what happens when we burn a piece of Kraft American sliced cheese? And let's just torch it. Like, <laughs> float like a blowtorch. I'm imagining it won't smell very good no. after the fact. It smell like death. Burnt rubber. <laughs> Yeah, it smelled probably like a radial tire on fire, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. How Tong Lee's leading this thing? I just told you that a minute ago, I know. And you gave the point, it was the cra- whoever won, the, was it the Dubai International yes. Tournament? It was two years in a row. Well, that whoever, was the won the, whoever won the Dubai Open, yeah. no, two years in a row, the winner of the Dubai Open has won the Masters. Two years ago, Danny, Danny Willett. Willett. Last, Last year, year Sergio. Th- and this year, Hoatung Lee. Yeah. This is craziness. It's round one, but man, this this freaking good. trend is real, man. It's if it's if it actually happens, it is the stupidest trend. Like you can't even like what would it be in a lot? Like that'd be like that like hundreds of thousands to one. I'm man. A trend, it's a lottery. I'm ticket. a trend better. I believe in these things. Well, hey man. Anyway, man, this trend rocks. Well, we didn't think he was really going to win. No, we didn't. But. If well, it's pretty does. good. Look, how's my parlay doing? I've got uh, I've got uh, Hao Tong Lee to be the best Chinese player. Super. The guy's winning the tournament. Yep. I got Adam Hadwin to be top Canadian. That's He's cool. in second place. The problem with your parlay is Japan. Exactly. Team Japan, Kodara. Kodara's uh, he's good too. Matsuyama, you're shaming us. What is he? Two over? You shame us. <laughs> you shame us. <laughs> you shame us. <laughs> He's plus one. Oh, that's not bad. Plus one. He's right there. He's two strokes off the lead. You know, so he'll be got, fine. Mizu Zato's actually playing well. He's I even. know. He's one over. I'll tell you, the top Japanese pick Kodera's is a real minus one. I know. Strong. I'm getting a little bit more of a fight than I thought, Cam, from yeah. Team Japan. Team Japan is strong. All right. Let's blast through the leaderboard right now. Feel free to comment on each golfer yeah. here, Cam, if you want. So, how Tung Lee, we talked about it. This kid's unbelievable. No one knows who the hell he is. Chinese phenom. He won the Dubai Classic uh, this year. And as we mentioned. You know who he beat in that tournament? Rory McIlroy at down the stretch too so, didn't get nervous. He's not scared of these. No, guys. he's not. He's actually. You know the differences, Cam. I'm gonna be honest. The Japanese players never won a major before. They don't have the killer instinct that the Chinese guys do. Chinese guys like screw you, America. You know, you, I don't care. You know about who else you. has yeah, a, Japanese no, guys too humble, too no, nice. Yeah. You know who else has a killer instinct? Why do the women on the South Koreans on the women's tour oh, destroy people? <laughs> they, I'm telling you, if they have like a girl on the ropes from like Sweden or the States, it's it's over. Brooke Henderson, Canada, they the, like she's actually won before, but I'll tell you, they don't They're feel the pressure. Things, yeah. They don't feel the pressure. They're winners, winners. I'm sure they feel the pressure. Ah, but just... they just deliver though under pressure. All right, so how Tong Lee? Yes. Leading, he's four under through sixteen. Yeah, I know. I need, I need a bogey. I, I, I got Hadwin first round leader with Hoffman. Man, this guy Lee's gonna really ruin my day. Uh, Stenson is in second place. Surprise, well, a few others. Uh, there's a bunch of so Stenson. Hey, Henrik Stenson. Well, Henrik Stenson usually doesn't play well at Augusta, and this is a real good sign for him that he was carving up for his three root all Adam over the Hadwin, place. Adam Hadwin, this Canadian's really H- kicking ass. 175 to one, Brent. See, I have a few bucks on him, and uh, I hope he can maintain. Charlie it. Hoffman's also three under. He's a Thursday warrior. Hoffman will fade probably Saturday afternoon. Uh, you know what? A guy that nobody talked about coming into this tournament, I like and him. a guy 
that uh, no one really likes him, and he doesn't really like anybody. I, and I like and I like him. <laughs> and I like the guy. He like nothing better to stick. It. I'm almost pulling for him. Like I, I want to see him win and just sort of f you everyone. That's what he do. Hey, speed. Say suck on. <laughs> and I'm talking about Patrick Reed. Love Patrick Reed. Unlike these other guys, like. Bubba, who went to the University of Georgia and all those guys, he didn't make it in there, right, Gabe? He's kind of like a scrappy grinder, like to pick a fight in the parking lot. He went to Augusta State. <laughs> That's where, you know what? And guess what? This is his backyard. He's had match play. That's the thing about Patrick Reed that's kind of under the radar. People don't understand. He's got a lot of familiarity with the area, man. He knows he can get it around, too. And if that putter's there, man, he could stripe it. All right. We've got uh, Tony Finau, Happy who, of course, Tony. guy turned his ankle, popped it back into place. Tough-ass uh, tough ass Mormon. He sure is. Finau, three under. Church of Latter-day Saints getting it done. Tony Finau. Then it Utah. pops into the T- T7 after that. Uh, Weisberger, minus two. You like your Weisberger burnt. I'll uh, tell you. So it's Zach Johnson. A lot of people talk Zach Johnson's from Augusta too, isn't he? Or at least the area. We'll give Steam Shrimps a little bit of credit. We were, uh, I think Zach Johnson was 150 to one at the start of the tournament. He's but already, it's like Drew said yesterday. Uh, he's won this tournament before. Drew, it's like Drew Zilla, our boy, uh, great, uh, uh, great uh, supporter of the Fantasy yes. Sports uh, Radio Network. Damn right he is. I saw Drew stating yesterday about these. Like Johnson played there. He's like, yeah, uh, I live in New York. It doesn't mean I can race Watkins Glen. Yeah, but yeah, but you're not a professional race car driver, right? so <laughs> and and he actually plays really well at Augusta. Sometimes. But I know I know we often fall into the eyes from there. You know if he's overmatched, he's overmatched. But a good start for him. Leishman two under. Good start. Leishman had it to four under. Struggled down the stretch. This is where you should be concerned, people. The Me next too. guy you're going to talk. I about. I was thinking the same thing, Cam. If I'm a golfer, you are concerned ahead of him right now, or anyone else around. I'm like, oh, oh man. Like when uh, Jordan yeah. Speed, yeah, when starts he, yeah. the Masters at two under through eleven holes, twelve holes. And he's just not even playing great golf right now. I hate to say it. I might jump on his speed I train. think he should probably lie bet him. I think I, I like I have Rory to win the tournament. I'll wait with it out Bubba. tomorrow, Cam. But if don't if wait I see, too long. Don't if wait I too see long. Spieth is just yeah, if he's dialed in, he'll crush everybody over the weekend if it comes down to that. Another shout out to Tony uh, Xander Shifley. Uh, good start for him. Uh, he's one under right now. My pick, Rory McIlroy. Hey, shout out to me and and you know what? And, and you. you. Yep. For VJ Singh, Singh. I yep. knew the White Hooker King was going to play well. Mr. I Singh. wanted to bet him at uh, as the best uh, senior. <laughs> That's right. I that, told you that, yesterday, yeah. <laughs> and Cam told me. Cam threw me off a bit. I did because I, I told Cam was off right before the show. I said, Cam, I said I got a feeling, man, that VJ Singh. Uh, really, you know, really shows up here. Yeah. I said, he knows this course like the back of his head. Cam goes, ah, the weather, if it gets cold, he might tap out. And it's funny. And who's tied with VJ Singh and the senior and the old man group too? Fred Couples. How's his back doing? They're both one under right now. Man. See, there's no, this is round one. History repeats itself all the time. It Freddie Couples is just awesome on first Thursday. He just is. His swing is so smooth. It's buttery. Smooth like, Freddie. Yeah, he is smooth Freddie. And I'll tell you, though. We'll, so we'll, Shifley's one under. Yep. Rory's one under. I know, Rory's lurking. He is lurking. And how about some props for our boy Dan Daly and for me for uh, for pushing it so hard? <laughs> yeah. Doug, Doug Ginn is kicking ass right now, Dude, bro. He's, he's in the clubhouse at even. Know what he did? He When you were talking to uh, Pete, I see the TV because you got the wrong oh, angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the I ball. Turn around, and, I, and I go, hey, Gim. And I, he, he holed out for Eagle. He holed out for Eagle. He went from two over so to we, even. We, if you listen, you paid attention yesterday. We had Dan Daly yeah. on, great golf cap. He eagled 18, buddy. And we asked him. We said, I want him a couple of props. And he goes, ah, if you're taking a look at top amateur, take a look at Doug Gim. And uh, 
basically, he goes kind of a homer pick. He, you know, he's a kind of a homer pick. But Dan Daly lives in Dallas. See, he's a he's a, he's a Longhorn. Dan, he went to Austin. Kim's yeah, a Longhorn. Kim's a Longhorn. And I did a little research on Kim last night. You love this guy, Cam. Grew up with no money. His father used to sneak on the golf courses and fish golf balls out of the pond to give to his son to practice with. Love this guy already. Yeah. That's how I made my money. Kid had no money. I used to do it at Beaconsfield Golf Course. Man, I used to get pissed. We're going to call the police. Those are our property. <laughs> Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Name is C, Red Heat and Rage. <laughs> Fantasy. G, C. My name is G, his name is C. Red Rage and Heat. Fantasy. We're pretty good rappers. There's a promo right <laughs> yeah, that's there. A... <laughs> All right. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know who's there uh, right now. It's a, it's a roving cast of characters. It is. Mike Florio must make more money than we do because he's on vacation. Hey, Rory's two under. Here yeah. we go. It's gonna be maybe it's gonna be his week, buddy. I was about to say to screw Rory, but I know you've got Rory. So yeah, but I, the thing is, I usually don't put like I told you, I twenty, I put seventy bucks on him at twenty two to one. Like I, wow. I, I wouldn't mind uh, winning yeah, a couple yeah, grand. Yeah. You got confidence in him. Yeah. yeah, I just he putted he putted good once, but well, he also plays well at Augusta. You know who's right uh, alongside Rory? My boy Doug Gim. <laughs> Doug Gim looks great. <laughs> nice, nice. What an opening nine. round! Look at him, yeah, Doug Gim. Like he's looking at him. He's tied with Tommy Fleetwood, Kisner. He's got a stroke up on Tiger. Like this is good. This is good stuff, man. So Tiger Woods is plus one. Dustin Johnson, not right, ever, plus right. two through twelve. Long putt coming up here. Yeah, long putt for birdie. But uh, DJ, not, not a great start. Not looks, a bad look, start. Looks like a straight line here for Dustin. Uphill, uphill. I don't think it's going to get. I think it's going to get there, Gabe. No, nope. putter's just not working for him today. No, two, two feet to the left. A lot of people just, Dustin's one of those guys, it's just, even though he's so good, Gabe, it's just because he's so mellow, it's hard for me to. Even looking at yeah, him, he's just like, like it's a like, guy who's just playing around yeah, with he's just, buddies. But, but he's so good. Like, that's the thing. Like, when he turns it on, he's he's an animal. But I'm not taking him as a favorite. No way. Dustin Johnson. He hasn't two. reached the far fives yet, though. That's when things are going to get to. He yeah. may make up some strokes. Eagle those holes. Probably birdie. Let's send it over to Dottie. Dottie Pepper. That's what's her last name? Pepper. Oh, here's how tall. Oh, oh, he's in the you. He's in the bunker. That's, second that, shot. That's a 18th deep, hole. Deep trap. He'll be fine. He will. He'll get it on the green. This guy's got a good move. He looks like Yao Ming. Oh. Ooh. Is he in the other trap? Bunker to bunker. Uh, uh, yeah. Now he's got some problems. Now nah, he's got a little bit of work, yeah. No, it depends on where the ball lands. No, I just I I just need him to bogey this hole and finish three under so I can get paid for those uh 
Oh, Finau's four under now. See, there, there's going to be somebody for God, under. Cam, Finau looks a lot like Tiger Woods, eh? Like a little his, bit. His stance yeah. and the way, he, like his waggle. And you know what's Tony Finau? First of all, when he played uh, in ba- Gabe, he was like a basketball phenom, right, in Utah. The other thing, he's 6'4". Like, he's 6'4", he's like 210. He's a monster. See the size of his hands? Like, you got pretty big feet. What do you wear? What are you, 12, 13? I think he's like a 16-foot. Like, he's a big, big boy, man. I wouldn't want to mess with Tony Finau. He'd crack your skull. Here's Phil. Phil's just kind of hanging well, around. Well, I'll put here on 14. Phil looks, what's this guy, about a 70-footer? I'm thinking about 55 feet, Marenzi. Slight break right to left over the hill. I, had to, I hate to say it. This is going to run. It's looking good. Oh, yeah. No, little, little shit. No, a great nice, pace. Nice line. Had, no, had yeah, but that was for birdie. Now he yeah. taps it in for par. Phil okay. knows this course. Yeah. Got nothing greedy. Nothing greedy. Hey, play it short instead of long, Cam. Nothing greedy. Phil has the mindset, too. He's just one of those guys because you know he's going to get his strokes with his wedge. He's going to get there close. If he just doesn't have blow-up holes, he's going to be fine. Oh, Justin Rose needs this one. Every Rose has its thorn. It's in. Plus one, so he's fighting back. Fighting back. Paul Paul Casey started off uh, with a tough round today, Cam. But uh, But he he grinded it out. He responded with a couple of birdies. If you're basically over, over the back nine, here's the number. If you're worse than like, I wouldn't be concerned unless a guy's like plus four right now. Like there's some threes out there. It's T57 plus four. Yeah. But you know, a lot of guys who are good, like Justin Rose, he's one over. If you're finished at two, two over, you're fine. Justin Thomas is there. Paul Casey. Jordan Spieth. Oh yeah. How about, how about water? 13th hole, 177 yards. Water. The hole. Please. I don't wish bad things, but he's still, oh, he's twirling. He's twirling. He's walking. He, well, he's putting for, is he putting for eagle? Is that his third? So, yeah, he'll, he'll birdie that hole. He'll get the three under. I think that uh, Jordan Spieth is uh, rapidly becoming the, the golfer to keep our eyes on here. Uh, especially, weekend, spe- especially at Augusta Gabe. He just seems to own the scores. Enter your children into this year's edition of the Drive, Chip, and Putt competition. That's drivechipandputt.com. See if your child has what it takes to become the next superstar on the PGA or LPGA, LPGA or the soon-to-becoming transgender PGA. <laughs> you know, we here in the golf world uh, have heard the criticisms that we're not inclusive enough, and uh, we have the PGA, we have the LPGA, and uh, we have the uh, TPA, the uh, the trans, <laughs> transester, <laughs> yeah, the trans. <laughs> The best is how Augustus holding the thing for like fee for female tournaments. The best thing you called it though, Gabe. Like those guys who were there, and I've been there. They're the whitest guys. Like who do the press conference? Like they got the perfect like, <laughs> southern part, and yeah, man, you know, like it's just like you can't get somebody whiter. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't create a whiter person than no, those like guys said, who run the show there. Like I said it's funny because <laughs> I, I just sort of assumed that uh, white. That Finau went to BYU. I, mean, I don't know where he played BYU. I saw Cam and said, I bet, you is, I bet you he's Mormon. True. And he was Mormon. But it is true about BYU. Has BYU, like, ever had, like, a white guy that's not blonde? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's either the Samoan dudes, like Van Noy. And yeah, a bunch of, like, true. Samoan guys exactly. on the line. They're killers. Or Ben Cahoon, the Detmers. They're all blonde. Like, it's... Yeah. Jim McMahon had darker hair. That's true. Yeah, Jim McMahon... That was from a yesterday. Yeah, that's it. I know. But clearly they were looser with their guidelines. 
They let Jimmy McMahon in. <laughs> Come on to BYU. Jimmy Max, no, Mormon. No, he's definitely not a Mormon. <laughs> Jimmy Max, like the only former quarterback that might have more cocaine in his system than me and Ken. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> the Jimmy Max partied, partied hard. He did. He's partied hard. Those, over that, that that whole Bears team, man, they're a bunch of animals. All right, uh, all right, Cam. You know what? We got our Major League Baseball survivor. Oh, we have to do it today, right now. Perfect. Okay. People are firing off I, the picks. Okay. I like I like how you do it for the weekend series. It's interesting because the other one that I'm in with Billy the Doorman, we do we just do series by series by series during the week. I like the way yours runs because it's kind of you look forward to it being at a definite certain time right on the weekend. Let's do this. Have you put in your team yet or no? No. I basically have it down between the uh, the Yankees and the Astros. Yankees, Astros. Let's take a look here. Interesting. Very interesting. Yankees are playing the Orioles. Yep. That's a good pick. Let's see. Houston Astros probably seem like a little safer, though. You think? I don't know. I think the Yankees at home against Baltimore is pretty damn safe. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, like, you got to admit, in Baltimore. Well, they just got to split the series oh, for us to move on. I hate to say it. Have you seen Baltimore out of the gate, Gabe? They can't hit. That's what usually the one thing they do. They usually have, like, a gas can pitcher, and they can score runs and lose 9-7. to seven. They can't hit out of the gate. They've been horrible with the bats. So, and I got to tell you, at Yankee Stadium with that killer lineup, no, I, I think Definitely the Yankees are going to be uh, the team. Not even going to screw around with it. Just survive a couple weeks. That's the thing. You don't want to get cute with this uh, pool. I'm just going to take the no, best, exactly. best situation, and we'll worry about uh, yeah, down the, the consequences later. Yeah, I've already taken the Cubs, so the Cubs are out. And there's a few series that start tomorrow, so if anyone doesn't get their pick in by today. Uh, but uh, we'll make it official, actually. Yeah, you got uh, a little while. I'll, I'll, no, you can put me down. I'm you in. can make it official I, before the end of the show here on the air. Who you take? I'm taking the Yankees right now. You can pencil me in. And my first pick was Boston. I'm sticking in the division. We're going Boston New- and New York Yankees this week. And, uh, Tony, if you're out there, feel free to jump yep. in at any time. Yesterday, we left Tony in the bullpen for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. Why didn't you, you say anything? Like, you could have said something. He's just sitting there. But so nah, he was worried about his Mets bet. He hit it, though. Stayed under the number. Keep digging. I took the under in that Mets game today like a stupid idiot. 8-2 final score. Yeah. The Mets are they're playing pretty good ball. They, they, they were playing some very good baseball this year, the Mets, so far. Their yeah, pitching's been lights out. Bull, I know. Bullpen. It's, it's, it's Bull, been shocking. Bullpen's been very good as well. So, yeah, Scoring the series started. So, we got New York and Washington, Tampa at Boston this weekend. Miami at uh, Philadelphia, and uh, we talked about this, Cam, with Gabe Kapler. But this is uh, this is uh, this is getting ugly right now. Is uh, he, he was mercifully booed at the home opener today, so I don't know how how much further this is going to go. You know, there was a lot lot of expectations about the Philadelphia Phillies coming into this year, and you know, Kapler uh, Kapler's not making it uh, easy on himself uh, right now. Otani homers again. Otani's been uh, lighting it up. Back to back. Wow, this guy, yeah. 
if the Angels if the Angels get any type of pitching, like if Garrett Richards can stay healthy with the guys that they have and with Otani there, like you talk about the Angels, they're kind of a scary team. They can they can linger. Uh, I've been I was I was high on them you coming know? into this like, year. We were, to be like, honest with you, yeah, I think the, I think they're very dangerous. So uh, the Royals at uh, Tigers game set for Wednesday was postponed postponed due to inclement weather. It's been kind of a theme so far this year in Detroit. They had three games in a row rained out, Cam. So let me ask you, like, the, why start the season in April? No, not why start the season little, in April. Maybe a week later? No, no, not the season, but okay. I never understood why all East Coast teams just don't open up, up on the it, West. I agree. And a like, hotter not destination. Not everybody can open up in L.A. on the same no. night. But but you can find a hotter destination that doesn't have you can fig- snow. You can figure it out. And, you know, all right, like, Toronto, fine, playing a dome. Dome team's okay. But there's got to be ways around this as opposed to putting fans in the snow, uh, screwing fans over for the season opener. It just it doesn't make sense. You know, it's it's just dumb. But at the same point in time, we have to admit that the weather's not normal right now. No, this has been the worst winter ever. Yeah, like it's, like it's, it's, it's it, when, I, when we were coming in Across today, North America. It was snowing it's, again it's, today, Gabe. It was snowing again today. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm in my car. April the 5th. It's it's ridiculous. Like, we're actually, you talked about munis opening up. Hey, guys, let's go golfing this week. You're not golfing till May, people. Like, and you need days of, like, it's got to get hot again. Because the ground, think about the ground at night. When it goes down to three or four, you're going to take a divot and break your, you're like, oh, my God, my arm. You're in a cast. Ground is still solid right now. That's the thing. You whip out a wedge. What are you going to do? You're going to break your wrist. And also. Palmer, wooden shaft. Well, here's Tony. Hunter Palmer. Wooden shaft. What's up, Tony? Tony! It's a good golf day so far, but I just went, I just went down a little bit. I, I don't know exactly why. That's not, uh, not, so... not too good. No, well, you know what? I didn't have Sergio Garcia in my, uh, in my DK lineup, but uh, I got him in a big parlay screwing us. But uh, how about Hong Tong Lee, man? This, guy, this kid's killing it right Dangerous. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I, I, I'll tell you what. You guys are right. If, if we were betting today... After watching that first day, I like Spieth and I like Stenson. Yeah, the thing is, Tony, good with Stenson, he never gets off to a good start and is kind of grinded out like mediocre finishes. The fact that he's there right now, T3, shooting yeah. three under, That's if you have Stenson, you're going to be very, very happy because he's usually one of those guys that uh, at Augusta has shown up uh, not in good form. Great starting round for him. You know, he's I've got loose. a lineup here. I've got a lineup here that I threw together last night. Paul Casey, Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood's okay, battled. Hideki Matsuyama, Justin Rose, Bubba Watson, and my boy owned by 0.1% only. What, Hotel Lee? Doug Gim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I took a, the Doug Gim. Gim. He's even. He's yeah, Tony, you believe that? Like, that's the, that's the lowest possible ownership. It was like 0.1%. Doug yeah. Gim. Yeah, his dad took him. He's got uh, and that's me. Right. And yeah, me. And yeah, yeah. me. So yeah. wow, zero point one percent. Wow, I'll like, tell you what, that, he's Zach got Johnson, twenty-seven points so far. Great Zach start by Johnson. Zach Johnson. Is two point six percent owned, and Rafael Cabral Bello is only three point five percent owned. Wow, and he's on all my like you know me, Tony. I, I yeah. go to the well with this guy. Yeah, a lot. So for the record, yeah, I'll give you a couple of percentages zone here. Paul Casey, eleven point three percent high. Tommy Fleetwood, eleven point nine percent. Doug Gim, zero point one percent. Hideki Matsuyama, 7.8%. Justin Rose, wow, Tony, heavily owned Rose, 21.8%. Wow. You know Bubba what? Watson, 16.2%. So l- l- here's the thing, though. This is this is a great analogy. So I'm betting that's a 3 or $5 tournament. 
That is a $3 tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the $20 millionaire contest. Same golfers, right? Paul Casey, 25% owned. Bubba Watson, 25% owned. Uh, Zach Johnson in this tournament is 7% owned. Rafael Calvaro Bello, 9% owned. It's amazing when all the sharks uh, have, have uh, go after it and how much the guys we like are, have higher owner percentages. Yeah. Sharks are pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's one, too. Kevin Chappell, 10.6%. Hideki, 13. Rose, 31 here. Yeah, Scott, 9.5. Bubba Watson, 23. And Tony 20... Finau, 1.5% owned. Yeah, well, yeah, we're after the, yeah, we, the we, we, we all told people yesterday, oh, get off for now. <laughs> yeah, get, get, can't take them now. Yeah, that uh, worked out well, Tony. Tomorrow, tomorrow, though, will be the day it hurts, right? No, he's a uh, tough dude, this he, guy. Uh, he's man. not like, your ordinary guy. He's a guy who's a basketball player, man. He's not like a normal well, golf boy. 6'4", 210. The guy wears like a normal guy. shoe. No, he's not. Since he just snapped it back in on himself on the golf course. That, that right away gave Correct. me the... Uh, dude, you know, like the Samoans, Hawaiians, yeah. and Tongans, they're tough, Tony, these guys. Yep. You know? Like Conor McGregor and his posse? That tough? <laughs> Have they arrested him yet, Tony? Yeah, let's check uh, that. on that. You believe that circus, Tony? That is amazing. I'll tell you what. This guy is crazy. I want to bet, and I'm sure somebody has it. I want to bet dead before 40 on uh, Conor McGregor. How many? What are the odds? I, say, oh, I'd, I'd, I don't it, say dead. I say broke. Tony might be onto something. No, he's, he's, he's that, putting he's himself that in these situations with crazy people. Yeah, don't forget, a couple, c- couple of months ago, he punched a uh, gangster's father in the face yeah. uh, in Ireland. And he doesn't care who he is. And, yeah, they supposedly had a – I don't know if he paid them off, he had an agreement or how it went away. Um, yeah, he's – you know, it's very reckless behavior right now. And, listen, a lot of people eat this stuff up. They think it's just sort of WWE part entertainment and stuff. But, Tony – he threw a chair through a bus window. I, well, I saw the video. Yeah, the glass punctured a fighter who's fighting. Yeah, he's not the fighting girl, anymore. So, the, uh, let me see about Chiesa right now. He's out, I believe. He's out. Is it official now? Chiesa's yeah. going to be out. Wow. Uh, of course. So, yeah, if, I, get, if I'm the kid's lawyer, you've got to be out because you're going to get a million-dollar payday out of this exactly. without fighting. Oh, yeah. Dana White even said, he goes, hey, everyone on the scene said they're all suing Connor. Everyone on that van is suing Connor. I didn't know he has money. He just fought. Uh, yeah, Floyd. How much? How much is it worth, Tony? Honestly, like, what if we're Cam? You, me, and Tony, we're on that on the bus, and we got glass in our head. No, well, let's say let's say we didn't get glass, but still, no. we're still suing because we could have, and the whole incident. Yeah, we we can never get on a bus again. We're afraid. Yeah, what are we looking? As part for, of our though? class action suit, I'm thinking a couple hundred thousand dollars each, easy. Because it's not yeah. like five million or anything. No, but it no, can't no. be like. I think, oh. No, I think we can walk away with a couple hundred thousand, though. Yeah, I do too. The fighter's going to get a million dollars because he lost Correct. the payday. He's going to say he lost future earnings. Yeah. And and in recovery time. Well, it affects his training. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. And the thing is, what's really garbage though is like Rose Namajunas. The girl's fighting for a championship, but uh, you know, on Saturday. And she's pretty rattled by this. She could have been injured. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there. 
where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Captain Sayas, what do you think is a better chance of happening, Cam? Sergio Garcia can make the cut or Tony Sincata has sex with Meredith Vieira? I'm going to go Tony and Meredith Vieira. Yeah, because I I got Bill Cosby medication. (laughs) Pudding pops, pudding pops. (laughs) You like this jello? You like this jello? So you drop at the club after it, but you want to come back to my place for some pudding? <laughs> you know what the craziest thing about uh, Bill Cosby was? He actually had an album in the, like one of those speaking albums talking about like Spanish flying chicks and stuff like that. And then he actually, yeah. he actually like followed it up on his, like his album talks about it in his comedy routine. It's unbelievable. I was a big Fat Albert fan when I was a kid. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, hey, Good times. Hey, hey, hey. Our boss Mike Cardano says, I don't understand what the hoopler is all about. At least he didn't charge them for the drugs. <laughs> that's not my words. That's, was, not, that's not my words. No, I know, because, yeah, you would never say something bad, Tony. Like, uh, <laughs> I told you, Bill Cosby, I'm going to find that picture of me and Bill Cosby. I, I, I want to see it. It's on the front page of the paper. The show now, Memorial, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Bill Cosby was. Uh, Bill Cosby was good friends with Frank Robinson. Frank yeah. Robinson was also good buddies with Al Davis. I'll, I'll tell what you a what, group. What a posse. The yeah, greatest man. the greatest picture would be if if, if uh, Cosby was handing Gabe a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Considering my financial situation and uh, looking at my future. Yeah. For enough money, I don't know. Yeah, I think lawsuit. I like Bill Cosby. Listen, if I'm passed out, Tony, I don't know the difference anyways. That's true. For enough money, I hate to admit Bill Cosby can molest me. <laughs> but I need I need to be like incapacitated. Like if I'm all wasted and stuff and I don't know, and then you just tell me after, listen, Brancy, Bill Cosby did some pretty bad things to you when you were his passed way out. With you. Yeah. And I'll sue him. I don't remember, but you know, yeah. It's not bad. I'm sore. That's all I remember. <laughs> the best is Bill Cosby kicked that girl off the Cosby show because she was naked in a movie. Lisa yeah, Burnett. What the- oh, yeah, that's right. Then she, she had to do that. Remember, she did the movie uh, with Mickey Rourke about like, like uh, Lucifer and Satan. It was actually a pretty good movie. She had sex like voodoo style, like nice. blood and all that. Sounds cool. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, Lisa Bonet was really rocking yeah, and rolling. And, then yeah. she did that loser show after the spinoff of the Cosby live, show. Didn't yeah. live up to Bill Cosby's family, uh, yeah, family, family values. Family values. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, actually, wasn't that the name of the show with Urkel? Family Values? Family Matters. Family Matters. Yeah, that's right. That was a good show. Did I do that? I like the... Uh, you like Urkel? No, I Mr. Urkel. Winslow? Actually, I liked the daughter at the time. <laughs> She's all right. And uh, 
I like, uh, Tony, I don't know if you remember the episode of uh, Family uh, Family Matters when uh, Eddie had a gambling problem. No. That was the best, yeah. Eddie Winslow got in deep. Eddie Eddie was betting on, like, Chicago Bear games <laughs> and stuff. Right. Like, and, yeah, Carl had to tell him, <laughs> betting on right. sports can be dangerous, Eddie. <laughs> That's right. His dad's name is yeah. Carl. 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 Yeah, we, because, I love those uh, educational shows. No, no, he really did, and it's funny, too, because, like, the guys came and knocked on the door and stuff, and... They, you know, we need to speak to your son. And Carl's like, what's this about? And, you know, made him face him. It reminds me of my uncle, who's actually a big jerk, so I'm not surprised he did this. Um, my cousin's actually a good kid. I like him. Um, he's a good kid. He played hockey uh, for Eastern Michigan. Really? Eagles? Yeah. Wow. yeah. He lived in Ann Arbor. And uh, so he's a good, good hockey player. But, um, he, you know, like a lot of kids there, he got into gambling on sports. Well, who doesn't, Gabe? So he's betting on sports. I guess he lost some money, and some dude showed up at the family house. It's like nice house, Ann Arbor, nice suburb and stuff. And knocked on the door, and they're like, "Hey, is, is your son home?" And same thing. What's this about? And they told him, "Listen, your son owes us a couple of thousand dollars. Been betting on sports and uh, hasn't been paying his bill." And uh, my uncle actually got got his son and. Uh, Pushed him outside onto the doorstep and closed the door. Let him deal with it. Yeah. Wow. Took a couple had, of shots. I'll tell you what. Took I a couple of shots. Yeah. And, uh, and then the father paid the guys. Came wow. out. He said, here's you your money. You want to give him a little bit of a lesson. He said, here's your money. And he told his kid, he goes, you owe me the $3,000. And, uh, you know, I hope, you know, that punch, that punch in the face, like, taught you a lesson about not racking up debts. <laughs> it's hard love. This kid, it was the same guy. I'll give him credit, actually. He did toughen me up. When I was a kid. Um, I was around him a lot, and I was a little wuss. I was like four or five years old, and I didn't want to go in a pool. I couldn't swim. He just threw you. And I had those stupid little like water wings. I had those little football <laughs> things. You had, the, water, you had the water oh, wings. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I was the kid. <laughs> Yeah, and I got out of the pool, and I guess he took them, and like he hid them or something. And he goes, "What are these?" And my, I remember my someone else, my grandmother. He can't swim, and. Exactly, Cam. He picked me up over the top of his head and like, sunk me to the bottom of the pool. Right in the deep end, buddy. I learned to swim, swim in those 15 seconds. Otherwise, I was going to drown, Tony. It's funny you <laughs> mentioned that. See, I, I like the tough love story. Same thing. Like, I was a bit of a, like, when I was younger, I didn't want to, like, violent, whatever. And my buddy's dads, are, these guys were evil twins. They were twins, Darren and Craig. They probably still listen to the show. Their dad was a boxer. So we were little, like, five-year-old kids. He used to, like, put on the mitts, and we just beat the crap out. Like, that was the thing. It actually worked out good for hockey later on down the line when he was our coach. Toughing us up. Same thing. My grandfather, actually, this is how different shit stuff was in the yeah, old days, guys. Kill each other. My grandfather actually bought me four boxing gloves. Yep. And tied a rope around the trees in the backyard. And like you said, Homemade me and my rent. friends used yep. to like knock each other out and stuff. It's good for it's good. Now you go to jail, Tony, for bad parenting. Like yep. you're your father. Like people yep. would be yep. like, if if you let your kids, they'd be like there's, there's fighting going on in a backyard with minors. I was like eight years old. And we were, we're like, younger. We're clubbing each other. No, we bang, knocked each other out. Bang, made them bleed. Exactly. Like bleeding. You know, bang, we, did, we were crazy. Uh, so I, we were a little crazy. All the kids would come to my house and we'd play baseball at my house. We'd play football. So the whole neighborhood was always at my house. And then we we, uh, we stole everyone's garden hose in the neighborhood, and then we put poles <laughs> in the ground, and we made a WWE ring in our backyard with everybody's garden hose from the neighborhood. And I, I was the peanut butter man. And what I would do is I would come out, and I would take a peanut butter out of sandwich out of my, out of my trunks, and I would smash it in your face. That was my, that was my thing. <laughs> 
Vin- butter bag. Yeah. I can't believe Vince McMahon hasn't stolen that idea yet. That's a great idea. <laughs> It'll be great. The peanut butter man versus like a wrestler, like some ripped dude. But he's allergic to peanut butter. Oh, yeah. And he just so like, no, no. You know what I mean? And you're, do I, you're, I, you're I, I have a nut allergy. Yeah, you're, you're holding yeah. it like allergy. a gun. Yeah, I got a nut allergy. That's not cool. That's a great concept, actually, for a wrestler, too. It actually really is. A wrestler who's got a nut allergy? And get that away from me. That's right. It's like, yeah, yeah. And they use things with peanuts to, like, get them all rattled and sweaty and sick. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. throw peanuts at them. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Vince hasn't gone to that level yet. It's WrestleMania this weekend. <laughs> it's true. Great. The peanut man's going to make his debut this weekend. I tried to get us a WrestleMania guest today, but... Uh, really? Tough, tough. Ronda Rousey's not coming on, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, I don't even mean... No, I didn't mean like a wrestler. Oh, oh just like a guest to talk about WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> you did? I, we're I don't even bet on it? Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, we're going to bet on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we were, I was going to get a guest... circle it, though. They, I was going to get a, a guest on and talk about it from a betting perspective. Like, so I made a bet that I, I, I kind of feel bad about. Like, I, I'm, I'm looking at... Because uh, you shouldn't pick on, on people... And I bet on a Hong Tong League 120 to 100 over Fred Couples. Like, there's 38 years age difference. Like, should I have done that? Yeah, that's a great bet, Tony. <laughs> age difference? <laughs> well, you like Hung my. Hong Tong uh, Lee was only 120 for 100 over Fred Couples in today's that's action. crazy. You like my uh, divide the world uh, parlay, Tony? Remember, you, you weren't on yes, board. Yes, I was like, How's that looking? Yeah, we, we, we shouldn't categorize people. I'm like, yeah, the best Canadian, <laughs> the best. <laughs> It's actually kicking ass. Look, dude, I got Hong Tong Lee. The guy's, you know, obviously yeah, he's kicking ass. Yeah. I got Adam Hadwin. You know yeah. what my problem is, Tony? Every Japanese player's playing well. Hate to say this. Kodara's playing well. Oh, God, the Mizioto yeah. guy's yeah, playing that's well. That's the thing. Top Japanese is tough because they're all good. Jordan Spieth's now the co-leader. This, tur- I'm this telling tournament's you, over. Brent, you should have bet on it earlier. You I said it. I, I told you to jump uh, on it now. Now you're losing. Like, you're going to lose five, six uh, points. Guaranteed. Oh, God. What do you think he's going to be live live betting right now? Uh, right now to win the tournament? Four to one? I'm going to say six to one. Tops. What do you think, Tony? Gas, Jordan Spieth. What do you think he's oh, going to be live in three to one. Yeah, maybe five or I'm six. I'm saying plus 350. Okay, let's go check it out. Oh yeah. God! I didn't like I didn't like watching him today. I don't I don't have him anywhere. Oh. Have him. What is it? Missed out. What is it? Plus two forty. Oh my God! No, that's done. You can't do that. that <laughs> brutal. Plus two forty. He's that's plus two close. Two holes ago, he would have been yeah, This one. is the odds makers right now, and the traders looking to this saying the same thing. We are. It's over. I don't think it's over, but it looks right, real so good. All right, so is there value? Now we get value on somebody else maybe. Yeah, here. so tell me, name some other guys. So, we'll say. All right, Tony, Cam, these are the new odds right now, updated. Jordan Spieth, plus 240. Pass. Rory McIlroy, 5-1. to one. Need more. Henrik Stenson, 14-1. to one. I well, like 14 His, his odds at the start of the tournament were about 20, so that, that one He's only sense. one shot off. I know. That's yeah. why it's not too bad. Justin Rose, 14 to 1. I actually like that. He's starting to peak up a little bit. But more. that's he's pretty much better, right but where he's he still was. four back. That's right where right? he was, yeah. yeah. Patrick Reed, 18 to 1. Are you buying Reed, Tony, or you think he's going to fade? No, he, he has a chance to stick around. He's actually, yeah, he has a chance to stick around. I'm with Tony. I got him at 60 to 1, too. Dustin right Johnson, you're getting at 20 to 1 right now. Don't want him. Phil Mickelson, 20. Ricky, 25. Tiger, 25. We haven't talked about Tiger. What's your thoughts on Tiger today, guys? Well, I faded uh, him, but he didn't play bad. He uh, 
He wasn't on TV, right? No. He, he played no, earlier. No. And you know what the group How the is? hell do you not have Tiger Woods? This is what I'm talking about. Me and Tony, talk, like, we, we talked about this game. You're with Tommy. Like, his group was amazing, too. Like, he was, wasn't he playing with Fleetwood? I don't know how they got away with this. ESPN it's actually News. stupid. ESPN News had his every shot on. He was really? the only one in the group, and they had his every shot on. So you could show him, but you can't show anybody else. We yeah. actually got coverage a little bit earlier this year, a few holes and stuff, but it was like random, like yeah, Daniel Berger. Stuff, uh, stuff. The Canadian company, TSN, which is owned by ESPN, the Canadian yeah. version, whatever, they had rights to like the 13th hole, 14th hole, and sort of tiger, tiger yeah. shots as well. I think, you know, it's because it's sort of deemed news, sort of like copyright. Yeah. You can play any song and not violate copyright. Just don't play it too long. You can only do it for 30 seconds. Exactly. And you have to be talking over it. Yeah. Like, if we played any song right now, we could do it, and we're talking over it. We're not getting sued by anybody. The thing is, you can't play the song and not talk for four minutes. Yeah. Then you're playing their song. <laughs> you know you're basically mean? a classic rock then channel. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, that Rolling Stone song's pretty good. Uh, somebody that's, as somebody that's hosted uh, a talk radio show for 16 years, I'm very aware of these laws, all right? <laughs> I used to get so mad at somebody's networks. I told you we could play it for 30 seconds. There's Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I'll tell you though, like the, the the Masters, I don't I don't care about their traditions and whatever. They got to get in with times. Like it's it's stupid now. We're living in a different world. I understand the sandwiches are still a buck fifty and cheap beers, but every <laughs> every shot should be shown. You like it's my just, golf? Dustin's, uh, o- Dustin's like- only plus one now. He's not dead. Yeah, he just went from twenty to one to sixteen to one. Yeah, these guys are all over it. You like my uh, my golf voice, Tony? Yeah. I was I was cracking up. I was listening to you while I was in the shower. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Fowler for Eagle. We're gonna send it to a Tony, Tony, Tony Sincata is on the 15th pole in the shower. Tony and uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony and Dottie uh, were just seen coming out of the bushes. Dottie. I think Tony Sincata might have stuck it to Dottie there, Cam. What do you think of Dottie Pepper? Pepper. I can't believe her Dottie. last name is Pepper. <laughs> That's her name, Dottie Pepper. Yeah, Dottie Pepper. Yeah. She actually knows her stuff, though. She played on the female, like she yeah. won on the LPGA tour. She's like, uh, See, like a Kim, real I don't know. You might know this, Cam. Uh, you know, you know, from from an older sort of woman. It's been what, around. Jan Stevenson. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know you're going to say she was actually the first oh, female yeah. like, pinup uh, LPGA lady. You know what? I saw her live, Tony, and my grandfather was a great golfer. Actually, very, very good. His dream was to play on the PG on the senior tour. He was a professional hockey player. He played like he was an Olympian, and he played in the NHL. So he wanted to play senior golf, but. He couldn't get past par. Like, he was sort of stuck. Like He's like Pony Romo, scratch. Like, yeah, he was there. Like, just yeah. not that he, good, great, but and not. And he, he told yeah. me that he just can't, and he goes, it's impossible, basically, for, to go from 70 to 67. Like, he just couldn't 68. He couldn't Shaving get over that hump. Uh, but one thing with him, I'll give him credit. Um, you know, now, in hindsight, too, I wonder why we went to this event. But Jan Stevenson, yeah, she was in Playboy at the time. Yeah. And I lived right next door to the Beaconsfield Golf Course, which is actually a pretty nice course. Nice track. It was. Yeah. She was so good looking. There were guys that were allergic to cats that would play with her kitten. <laughs> Jan Stevenson. She, was she had that like Angie Dickinson. No, she had. She had huge comparison. I told you like that yeah. 70s, sultry, yeah. blonde She had woman. that huge like head, like almost like, like the 20 She looked work. like a Charlie's Angel. Yes. She was yes. hot, man. Yes. Like, yeah, she had the big hair and the big boobs. But you yeah. guys got to understand, in the yeah. 70s, 
Nowadays, women golfers, they're all smoke shows. Like, you know, even like the South Korean chicks, they got the tight little yeah. sweaters on. And like, she wasn't you know, Nancy they, Lopez. Yeah, like Nancy Lopez yeah. is the most famous one. Yeah, yeah, Nancy Lopez. Laura Davies. My aunt. You know what I mean? Like, Nancy. <laughs> and we all know trivia, Tony, Nancy Lopez's husband, Ray Knight. Ray Knight, the man who scored on Bill Buckner's hair. Um, <laughs> Yeah, good call. Nancy Lopez. Nothing against Nancy, but, you no. know. Back in the day, like, the no one was putting up posters of Nancy no. Lopez. Well, yeah, like, the basically, the LPGA Tour back then, Marenzi were a bunch of lunchroom supervisors, right? And uh, that's the thing. Like, things have changed a lot over the years. Yeah, they, weren't even, they weren't even like the, yeah. they weren't even the butch lesbian. I thought, like, then. when you no, said I used back to call, then. I used to call Pat Hurst the lunch, lunchroom supervisor. She had that big mushroom haircut. Yeah, nice so, lady, Gabe just goes with, back then, the lunchroom, um, the, the LPGA was full of, and I thought he was going to say carpet munches, and he went with lunchroom supervisor. <laughs> That was Cam. That was me. <laughs> no, I said, I said they worked in the old days. They worked. <laughs> there was sort of that mid-tier. No, I don't. I don't assume that every female golf player is a lesbian. No, no, no. Who was the the the, the other hot one recently? Was uh, that was a couple of years ago? But her game sort of faded up. Paula Creamer. No, nah, she's got the best name. Paula Creamer. Paula Creamer's yeah, Paula Creamer. Yeah. You, you know, know my favorite get... my favorite athlete chick name though is it's just it's a sexy name. To me it sounds like a porn star name. Tennis player. Madison Keys. Yeah, Madison Keys is a great name. Yeah. Great got, handle. Yeah, Madison Keys. She's got a game too. Yeah. Recently Keys she's been a good doing one. good. Do you think we could get a lesbian to call in? Because it's one thing I never understood. I never see two attractive lesbians together. Like one's really not attractive usually. Why is that? Oh, like, I don't have the answer. Yeah, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question. See, now now we're even going to a break. Thanks, Tony. Not even scheduled for a break. <laughs> Here comes Coocher. Coochie, 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 Coochie. Yeah, Here he, oh, he comes. Yeah, Matt Cooper. Poison. Little Alice Cooper on the way out. Alice Coocher. There's the name of a band. Alice Cooper cover band. Alice Coocher. 